And now, live from Dining Room Studios in Hollywood, California, it's the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guest, the man who put the ick in Chick-fil-A, it's Dustin Goot, Paul Westerberg's side piece, Greg Heller, and Chef Jeff will do crazy things with soup. I'm her husband, Daniel, telling you to go find a stranger in the Alps, hop on board the love bus, and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen! Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, with her good times never end. Allison Rosen, doing the way we dance dance again. Allison Rosen, Allison's your new best friend. Hello, my little pimento loaves. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Yes, there is a motorcycle in the background. I don't know if you're hearing it or not. I'm hearing it. But welcome to another episode. I want to say hello to my guests. Hello, Greg Heller. Hello, Allison Rosen. How are you? I am good. You're a little drunk, and we're going to get into that. Yeah, I'm pretty drunk, actually. <laughs> okay. Well, it went from just a little to pretty. Well, it's um, catching up to me. You've been drinking for the last four and a half hours? That's a modest estimate, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So we'll get into that. Dustin Goot is waylaid, unless that was him on the motorcycle right now. I think that we should... Move on? Yes. <laughs> but he'll be here soon. Daniel. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you feeling about me right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling fine, sweetheart. <laughs> the audience was not privy to some pre-show, pre-show stuff. She's just trying to goose the energy. That's right. She's my snuggleberries. No, not right now. <laughs> and hello, Jeff. Konnichiwa, Allison Rosen. I'm good. I don't know the right way to answer that in Ni- Japanese Ni or Chinese. Oh, that's Chinese. Well, it's, I you feel could like say guaylo. Guaylo. Yeah. My word. How much Japanese do you speak? That's Chinese, and it means white devil. <laughs> Wait, the whole thing is Chinese? No, just the uh, guaylo part. Oh. And why did you just learn that part? <laughs> or have you Look been at called me. that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. It's a sight gag, but if, he is the white devil. If the shoe fits. I feel like to act, but actually to answer Japanese and Chinese is probably a faux pas. Yeah, it's super That's insulting. Just, there's three languages that just happened right now. Yeah, I don't know which is which. Is Ni Hao j- Japanese? No, Ni Hao is Chinese. Chinese. Konnichiwa is Japanese. Yes. Hi. Faux pas is French. Yeah. And gung ho or something like that. Gung hao is it's white a good devil. good movie. Oh, guai oh, no. lo. That's Chinese. <laughs> Not gung ho. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, so much to get to. Daniel and I had quite an eventful night the other night. Greg has all sorts of stories. Jeff has all sorts of stories. Yes. Um, I'm just going to start with a small update, which will alienate, I don't know, half the audience, let's say, except that the other half really wants to know. So I do have an IVF update. It's not that I'm pregnant. Uh, believe me, if that were to happen, God okay. willing. Okay. 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 <laughs> I will tell you guys, but... On the last episode, I was feeling really discouraged by everything because we had done um, min-stim IVF, minimal stimulation IVF, and they did the egg retrieval, and they thought they were going to be able to get three eggs, but when they went to get the retrieval or do the retrieval, I had already ovulated. They were able to get one egg, which is a lot of effort and a lot of waiting and a lot of yeah. drugs in my body, 
Not all of them unpleasant, though, but a lot of a lot of effort for just one egg. And then that one egg was fucked up. Um, although I found out, actually, it wasn't Garf, as we had mentioned before. No. It was just incredibly immature. You have to yep. explain Garf to people. I learned this the other day. Okay, please. Garf is the word that our doctor uses for an egg that's essentially fucked up, scrambled, so yeah, to speak. unusable. Yes, but this one also was unusable. It was just very immature, immature. but that could be a sign of future Garfism. Like maybe the reason that it didn't, uh, that one didn't ovulate was because it was um, like there was poor egg quality. So anyway, I was feeling pretty hopeless, uh, which dovetails into the story that happened with Daniel and me. But I'll get to that later. Okay. Uh, but I spoke with a different doctor there. Well, actually, I should back up and say a number of people got in touch with me to say that they weren't sure. Because if you're part of, if you do IVF, you become an expert in IVF. But these are not true experts in IVF. They're just people who've been through it. But to say that, like, based on their experience with it, they're not sure that MinStim is right for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first, I was like, thank you so much for all your input. This is making me feel crazy. I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> but then I started thinking about it more, and I started doing some research on my own. And I spoke with the doctor who did the retrieval, this whole time, there's been three different doctors that I've been seeing, all of them at the same clinic. And that in itself is somewhat crazy making because they all say slightly different things. And right. then I'll say, oh, but Dr. So-and-so said this. And then whoever the doctor is with his hand inside me will be like, oh, yeah, that does seem like a good it's idea. It's like the problem with multiple waiters. You know, one yes. comes by, takes your drink order, and the next one comes by and says, can I take your drink order? And right. Like, and the next already... one has his hand inside you. That's <laughs> yeah. right. It's and no then... good. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> exactly. Right. No, but really, I'll say, okay, but Dr. So-and-so said this, and and he'll be like, oh, yeah, that is a good idea. And I'll think, mm-hmm. well, what had, what would have happened if I hadn't brought that up? The whole, this, the whole, like, globally, this whole thing is a question of how much of your own advocate do you have to be how involved in your own care do you have to be the answer is you do have to be your own advocate you do have to be involved in your own care and you do need an advanced medical degree to be able to get pregnant yeah so anyway i had a long talk long ish talk with one of the doctors and i felt a thousand times better afterwards okay can i can i back up though a little bit because you one of the things that was making you feel worse was the um i think the other doctor was being a little bit like we're at the end of the line already the way he was talking well, he was like if min stim is at the end of the line that's yeah. that is the last resort but he was kind of even saying that eggs. he was yeah. saying like well you know if uh you know we get three eggs and they're garf and then the next three <laughs> eggs are garf <laughs> then uh then you know it's time for donor eggs it's like we just started right this. You, we're already at the point of you know yeah a, i felt like how did i get how did i end up in this pool so quickly where suddenly we're fucked. Yeah. So I spoke with her and I said, am I a poor responder? Because that's the, the term they use. And she explained that because of my follicle count, so the eggs that, that are appearing monthly, I am in the poor responder pool. But my, sorry to be technical, FSH and AMH, which are hormone counts, are good. So I was I felt hopeful even hearing that, that my hormone counts would mean that I'm not in that category. And I was actually showing a num- like a lot of follicles month after month until, an- <laughs> sorry to be technical, it's about to be technical for the next 30 seconds, until an endometrioma, which is something you get when you have endometriosis, appeared on my left side a few months ago. And since that's been happening, since that's there, now my left ovary is not produ- producing as many follicles, and that's why there's the diminished count. But they can't take it out because 
for fertility's sake, the cha- what could happen if they take it out uh, could be even worse. So they just leave it there. Which, by the way, I had endometriomas removed four years ago. At that point, I had to have them out because um, they were much bigger. But that is part of the reason that I'm having so much infertility now. Sorry, I'm trying to get to the interesting part. <laughs> Trans- tra- no, Trans- no, uh, here's the translation for the dummies in the audience. She's talking about her vahuha. Yes. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> go, so- go ahead, house. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> so anyway, she said that she thinks that they just haven't found the right recipe for me yet and that we need to try a more aggressive protocol before giving up and we need to see what my ovaries can really do. So she laid out what they wanted, what she thinks we should do. Um, and I agree that this sounds better and I feel much more hopeful after talking about it all with her. Yeah. So that's the good news. The good news is that I no longer um, feel really sad. Yeah, and she—I think <laughs> I she's just generally kind of more. Now. She's generally more um, focused on you know what you're going through and what right. You, she's you yes, know. she's more. Yeah, she is more tuned into what I'm going through. But then I started thinking. Are we making like what if the more negative doctor actually is right about everything and I'm just sort of hitching my wagon to her because she seems a little more positive and then down the road we'll be like, oh, he was right the whole time, except that so much of this process is supposed to be mental that maybe my mood does matter, except double except I don't <laughs> except, yeah. except I don't know if I believe that in my case when there are all these reasons that I'm not getting pregnant. Look, if it doesn't if we go down this road with her and it doesn't work at the end, we'll be like, I wonder if they suggested that in order to milk us for more money. But I, if it does work, it'll be like, she's a genius. You know, well, I mean, that's, she's... Okay, that's... You and I haven't even had a chance to talk about this. The yeah. bummer of it all is that we even did one round of min, minimal stimulation, which I don't know if it was good or not that we did that, because that cost a smallish huge fortune. Mm-hmm. And this next thing is going to cost, cost... Excuse me, can't speak going to cost a huge huge fortune yeah so anyway we're going to have no money and also probably not be pregnant how's everyone doing (laughs) um allison you and daniel i'm only bringing this up because i'm a little bit drunk but (laughs) have you guys talked about adopting a baby yes yeah we have in fact that's come up on the show before um i i know i'm a fan I'm just kidding. I didn't hear that part. <laughs> <laughs> just retell it. Sorry, I'm right here. Yes, yes, we have. And pe- in fact, people who've had really good experience with, with adoption have written in and shared and, their stories. And I'm pro-adoption. I have three adopted siblings, so there, we don't have any problem mm. with adoption. I have an I think, adopted sister. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I, I have good experiences with it. You know, I love my siblings, and it's – so, I mean – if we if we need to, we're just we will. Not there it's just yet. we're yeah. We just want to see if we can if we can do it this way. Right, first. right now it's framed as oh, th- if we do that, that would mean that I couldn't get pregnant on my own, which is fine. Mm-hmm. That is what it would mean. Yeah, we might end up there. My friend Abby, who was having a hard time conceiving, adopted a baby, mm-hmm. brought the baby home, went to the doctor two weeks later, and found out she was pregnant. You hear that? And the story? doctor yeah. said there was so something often. about that. Actually, I think that's a thing. Yeah, you, you relax in the eggs I mean, or whatever happened. I mean, I right. I talked to someone at work and she was like, "Yeah, you know, she did IVF for like over a year, and she was just like, I need to take a break. This is too much on my body." And then as soon as she stopped doing it, got pregnant naturally, and then has had like two babies naturally. It's like that kind of screw it. I'm just giving, you know, I'm giving in. 
It's like if a woman says, I don't even care if you can achieve erection. Yeah. All of a sudden, you can achieve erection, whereas for months, yeah. you've been flaccid. Yeah, exactly. Similar, but a Wait. baby is at the end. When she's right. in there drumming her fingernails on the desktop going, hmm, 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 hmm. Right, it's way harder. Somehow yeah. it doesn't work. <laughs> but I, I just, I read about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's... Still so much to get to. I'm just going to keep saying that because I feel that there's so much to get to. Oh. Greg, let's address what you've been doing today. I, um, okay. <laughs> today, I found out that the television pilot that I was working on was ordered to series. Yay. Very exciting. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you, guys. It's very exciting for me. And then I went to a bar and I've been drinking ever since then. With the other people who are part of the show? No, with Jonah Ray, who I believe has been on your show before. He He and I have been at a bar drinking for many hours. Nice. And that's really my entire day. Oh, this morning I woke up. Mm -hmm. Good to do. And that's really it after that. (laughs) Did you get the news today? Yeah, I got the news today. Did you feel pretty confident about it before getting the news? I did not. In fact, I was waiting to take another job that would have me moving to New York for the summer. I was not confident that they were going to say yes, but they did. So they're so dumb. dumb. See, this is just like the IVF story. (laughs) Yeah. Right. As soon as he relaxed and stopped worrying about it and gave up on let the universe do it, slipped one past the goalie, and boom, he's got a job. So true. Yeah. (laughs) So this is actually the fifth pilot that I have shot and the first one to get ordered to series. So So this is a big deal. Yeah. Um, So Mazel Tov to me. Yeah. Thank and, you so much. And in a way to me, because you and I are working on stuff. That is correct. And I feel like your stock just shot way up, right? Super correct. In fact, I didn't tell anybody about this in advance because investing in me then would have been insider trading. <laughs> <laughs> My stock is sky high, Allison. Um, we will be very rich very soon. Also, creatively, we'll be happy. Right. Right. But the rich I look forward to, yeah. to all of that. So that's what, that was my entire day, you guys. And now I'm drinking black coffee, and it feels a little bit like baby cocaine. <laughs> really? Yeah. Was it too strong? No, but it's like, I know it is. I recognize like it as... cocaine for a baby or a baby's amount of cocaine? A baby's amount of cocaine. Okay. Like, which actually, because now they don't call baby aspirin baby aspirin anymore, they... Really, really having trouble enunciating tonight, which is funny since the whole point of me doing this is to speak into a microphone. So you know what? Save your shitty tweets. <laughs> Greg's drunkenness is rubbing off on me. They don't hey, call. Hey, hey, go fuck yourself. That's preemptive. They don't call it baby aspirin anymore because you shouldn't give aspirin to babies. They call it low-dose aspirin, mm-hmm. so that coffee is low-dose cocaine. Right. So you shouldn't give a low dose to a baby either. That's so right. So is, is the baby dose of cocaine, is that you, you take whatever amount fits in their cute little baby Aww. fingernail Aww. and snort that? <laughs> they say you're not supposed to give uh, heroin to babies, too. What? Right. Yeah. But... You shouldn't give anything to babies, I guess, which makes them whatever. terrible to party with. Yeah. Have people told you, Greg, that your voice sounds like Badger from um, Breaking Bad? No, they haven't, Allison. Normally what I get <laughs> is Al Pacino, and this is a standard doctor visit for me. Um, my leg hurts. Um, why are you talking like that, sir? <laughs> my leg hurts. It, hurt, it has hurt really bad for a couple of days, and then they'll be like, how long have you talked like that? And I'll be like, my fucking leg hurts, dude. <laughs> and then that's really a standard visit, but I get a lot of Al Pacino. Hmm. Yeah, like late, late career Al Pacino. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. But this is actually how I've spoken since I was a little kid. I Have swear. You... This, Mom, is my, this is my Mom. normal voice. Mom, give me some cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> it's but, 
Did this, you watch Breaking Bad? Yes. Do you remember the character Badger? Yes. He does sound like you. He I, does, I, I, I hear it. Yeah. I hadn't put it together except after your last appearance, which, by the way, everyone loved you. Stellar. I know. Yeah. I got tweeted. <laughs> you got the emails? Uh, uh, thank you, everybody, for vindicating the coffee pee thing. <laughs> thank you guys so much. Um, but a number of people. Right after that episode, I coffee peed. Really? Yeah. Oh, clap. Can you have a clap? Thank you. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't tell you, but yeah. It's very exciting. Why, why are you keeping secrets from me? Yeah, we should talk about that. But any, why aren't you sharing this gold? Get it? It's a joke. <laughs> My point being, people wrote in to say you sound like Badger. Yes, Jeff. I wish I'm so jealous of coffee peers. I love coffee. I love stinky pee. Yeah, this is I so me. There are worse things your pee could smell like. Yeah, asparagus. Yeah. Yeah, it was posited to me by a number of people that the less you drink coffee, the more you will notice the smell of your coffee pee. Oh. I only have one cup of coffee a day, and ergo, <laughs> I really notice the smell of the pee. But if you have four. Well, That's here's the, the way question, your pee then. smells. Here's a question. Does your coffee taste like pee? Ooh. Does your coffee taste like the smell of your pee? Because if it does, then you drink too much coffee. Jeez, I don't, I don't Somebody's know. peeing in your coffee pot. Do you mean does your pee taste like coffee? No. <laughs> I'm saying is your pee smell like coffee so consistently that your coffee now is the smell of your pee to you? Oh, I see what you're right, saying. Right, right, right. Right. I did not get that the first time, and it didn't well, make sense. Well, now you got it. Right. Do you drink coffee after, like, two in the afternoon? Not usually. Right. Do you? But I am right now. Allison? I will sometimes, yes. Yeah, it's And then I won't be able to sleep for months and months and months, and then Daniel will say something like, maybe you shouldn't be drinking coffee at 9 p.m. Yeah, you'll be like, I don't know why I'm up at 2 a.m. Like Maybe and it's the coffee you had at 11 o'clock. Right. Maybe. For everybody who's not watching this episode, I am chugging a giant cup of yeah. coffee. <laughs> it's like I'm at a police station when they're interrogating me at like, you know, on a TV show. So can we get you a cup of coffee? All right, it's fine. But it's just because I'm drunk. Okay, well, that, well, that into... yes, it does. It does, but first, I feel like we should hear the song, and then we should talk about that. Okay, let's hear the song. New song from Blue New. <laughs> Hi, I'm trying to get pregnant, and <laughs> there's one doctor who's, like, the rock star of infertility, and he didn't seem weird or creepy to me. Where it began. I can't begin to know when It's not done in the hospital But then I know <laughs> it's growing strong It's probably the best I've felt in the last year Wasn't the spring The feeling of your ovaries being full And spring became the summer <laughs> When's the last time you had a date? Who'd have believed you'd come along? Mm, you're supposed to just be romantic <laughs> Okay 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 Touching hands. Okay. Okay. Reaching out. Okay. Okay. Touching me. Touching me. Touching you. Touching you. Touching you. Sweet Caroline. Garf. 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 So good. So good. Thank you, Blue New. Boy, if he wants to create a website to showcase his music yeah, and, what would his, he do? and just himself mm-hmm. or any either of those, himself, his music, 
or the other things he's into. Basically anything. I would recommend Squarespace. Oh, yeah. The all-in-one website platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website. I think I've mentioned, because I've been looking at a lot of websites lately. I mean, more than just in my recreational and professional website searching, but because I want ideas for websites. And so many of them that look good, if not all of them, turns out they're Squarespace. In fact, I haven't gotten to this story yet today, but based on past conversations, I finally made an appointment with my dentist today, who I haven't seen in a long time. And I was like, I bet he has a website by now because uh, dentists do. And lo, he does. It looks really good. Really? It's got all sorts of pictures, a lot of information about him. It has a pineapple in the header and then an explanation of why he has chosen the pineapple to represent him and his dental practice. But at the bottom, powered by Squarespace. And I doubt he has mad web skills. No offense, doctor, you know who. Just saying. A weird name. (laughs) It is kind of weird. But the thing with Squarespace is it's simple, powerful, beautiful. It offers beautiful templates. I suspect he used a template, but it it looks really good. Integration with Google Apps and Getty Images. uh, And Squarespace sites all feature responsive design. So, for example, when I was looking at the aforementioned super good-looking website... I was on my computer, but if I had been looking on my phone or my iPad, it would have also looked good because it scales to look great on every device every time. Uh, there's cover pages, which is a feature that allows you to set up a beautiful one-page online presence in just minutes. Every website comes with a free online store, and there's 24-7 support via live chat and email. And for only $8 a month, you get a free domain when you buy Squarespace for the year. For a free trial with no credit card required and to start building your website today, go to squarespace.com. Use the code BESTFRIEND, that's all one word, and you'll get 10% off your first purchase. That's squarespace.com and use the code BESTFRIEND. Again, one word, BESTFRIEND. Okay, all right. Here we go. So Daniel and I were driving the other night, and this is in the height of my feeling fairly hopeless. Uh, We went to dinner and then a place pretty close to where we live. Mm -hmm. Then we were driving home. No, we were on our way. We were on our way somewhere else, actually. But anyway, uh, like driving past our house. Driving near home. Yes. And you You said... You guys on your way to Sad Burger? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yes. And you said that you just feel optimistic. And I said... Yeah. Yeah. I said... I was like trying to take comfort in what you're saying, but I said, I don't know. I just... It's hard for me to have hope right now and then there were a bunch of cones on the road kind of pushing everyone into one lane and then we found ourselves at a sobriety checkpoint it was was saturday night right yes it was so saturday night sobriety checkpoint where is it just tell me (laughs) (laughs) so then the officer makes us stop you were driving you Mm -hmm. who'd had one strong Mm -hmm. drink at dinner me who doesn't drink in the passenger seat and although i had had a minuscule sip of your drink Mm -hmm. uh anyway but you couldn't drive my car anyway because right. you don't know how to drive stick shift. That's right. So, although in a, you know, I was thinking if you did get mm-hmm. taken down to the station and I had to drive your car or something, I probably could have because I do know how to drive stick. I'm just not very good at it. I just wouldn't let you. You just wouldn't have a clutch when you got yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just tear the clutch up. But yeah, you could do it. Sure. <laughs> All right. So anyway, the guy leans into the car. Now you mm-hmm. tell the story. Uh, well, you know, he leans in with his pen and he's looking at your eyes, you know, and he's, he it's asked, flashlight. If, yeah, did he shine a flashlight? I don't remember. I think so. It's yeah. My memory of it. Yeah. Probably to see how quickly your eyes dilate or whatever and asked me if I'd had a drink. And so you're, you're faced with that dilemma. 
you know, what do you say? When you've just had a drink yes. and you smell like Greg. I'd had a dr- I'd finished, <laughs> I'd ordered the drink like an hour before and I'd finished it like 15 minutes before, mm-hmm. you know, I was really nursing it. It was an old fashioned and probably had a probably shot. Probably had more than one shot. Probably a shot it. and a half of rye uh, and vermouth and everything. So it's like, or no, there's no vermouth, it's bitters and... In right anyway, uh, but you know, I, I felt like it was recent enough that it was probably on my breath. Plus, we didn't have a huge dinner, so I was like, "That's my fault." <laughs> he'll probably smell the whiskey. You know, were you buzzed at all? No, like, I mean, you could, you know, how you can sort of feel one drink, but not enough for it to be enough. Right. Yeah, okay. And uh, so, no, not buzzed, but uh, yeah. And so then I was like, uh, I gotta, I gotta be honest with him. But I feel like you always have to be honest with people. Like you're just a very honest person. I am That's your not natural a good liar. That's it's right. mostly because I suck at lying. It's not that I have any kind of integrity and need to be honest. No, <laughs> I spoke I can't with get away with it. My sister today, my sister who's a defense attorney, who said you should even if you're wasted, you should never like no good comes out of admitting it. And I explained that, yeah, but the fear of what if they... You mean admitting it to the officer that you drank? Because I know that your reasoning was you don't want to piss him off. And like if he suspects you're lying, you don't want to piss him off. But if you say you've had one, which is what you said... Well, they do the math. Then they pull you out of the car. They have to pull you out of the car. They're going to... they, They do the math that you're lying. So if you say you've done you had one drink, they're like, well, that means you've probably Six. had four drinks. Or right. if you say right. if you say I, I had two drinks, you know, two drinks means a six pack or a twelve pack because everyone thinks two drinks is enough, you know. Right, so, but if you say one, you are getting out of the car and you're going to well, be given I don't the battery of what, tests that you. I given. think he pulled me out of the car because I said one drink and because. My eyes, when he, he, you know, they have you do the thing where you follow the pen with your eyes back and forth. And I think my eyes stutter a little bit, but I just think they do that anyway. So he pulled you out of the car. Yeah. So, so I, but he I said, get out of the was... car. That was because you started screaming, Attica, Attica, <laughs> yeah. Attica. Are well, you going to fucking kill me now, copper? And I then think, he... I, sorry, I know the interesting part's coming, but I'm just going to hold it, hold it at bay yeah. and just dig into this. I think you saying you'd had one drink. There's no way he wasn't going to pull you out of the car, even if your eyes look normal. That's Maybe. my feeling. Maybe. Plus, you're white. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I've got that going against right. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, okay. I, that very well could be. Who knows what right. they're But they're you were pretty was. confident that you. So I had drunk. done jury duty about a year and a half ago, and it was a DUI case. And when you do jury duty, you learn all about everything. You learn about what the tests are, what they're looking for, how reliable they are, what the thinking is, all of it. So I knew I was fine. Uh, but it's still a weird thing because you're, anytime you're now, the cops have pulled you over, you just feel like, oh, fuck. No matter how innocent you know you are. Um, yeah, you go into getting called to the principal's office. Yeah, mode. like this night, this night could end up with me in jail. Like, I don't know. Like, my tags are expired. Maybe he'll, you know, who, who the fuck knows? What kind of vibe did you get from the cop? Was he like he an was, aggressive cop? No, he was super nice. Like, he was a really nice guy, totally chill. But I'm like, oh, this is a tactic. You know, he's just trying to, like, lull me into, uh, oh, perhaps we should... Um, oh, okay. We should take time for a song. Yes. I do believe I heard the door. It's something I will not ignore. There's someone I am waiting for, and I believe they're here. It's time to do an interview with me and them and all of you. So don't you ever 
never fear Because my guest is here Because my guest is here Because my guest is here I hope that they don't go away While I'm on my way over there So sit right back, enjoy the show Won't you give a cheer Because my guest is here Because my guest is here Welcome, Dustin Goot Hello Um, I will catch you up Greg's okay. drunk He got good news today uh, Yeah, I sold my show to the network Amazing Thanks, Dustin Goot <laughs> and you're welcome, Greg. And um, tell her, tell her if you want to do the whole deal. Da- oh. <laughs> and Daniel and I had a crazy weekend that involved him uh, getting pulled out of his car at a sobriety getting checkpoint. Tra- and that's the a- part of the story we're in right now. That's right. Wow, mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Um, I didn't know you were shorthanded. I feel bad that I was not on time. It's totally okay. But I'll make up for it. Oh, right. I haven't even addressed the... F- oh, my God. Yeah. I feel like I should have addressed that at the top. Sorry. Yeah. Jenna and Al are not here. They're on vacation this week, and they'll be back next week, and we'll hear all about their vacation. And I wow. miss them. Yeah. See? Yeah. I brightened just hearing Everyone that. was like, Hence, where the heck fest. is... No, I should have mentioned it right at the top, though. I'm having a weird night. Yeah. Okay. Are they at a Mormon thing? No, no. they're not. Well, it's the two of them together, so in a way, yes. Okay. But no, not technically any sort of Mormon thing. But they're thing. not at a... The tabernacle or anything? No. <laughs> no. All right. So what happened with the, the feds? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> so he pull, He says, okay, I need you to get out of the car, you know, and then they take your keys and drive it over to another spot. And so they sent me far away. Yeah. And then Allison has to get out and go watch from a far enough distance where you're kind of wondering why it's so far. Right. You know. As, um, you, as you get beaten by a sack full of doorknobs. Yeah. <laughs> The guy was super. The guy was super nice though and chatty the whole time. I couldn't tell from where I was standing. Yeah, um, but then it was just like, here we go. So he he started with the, you know, put your hands to your side, close your eyes, tilt your head back, and try to estimate thirty seconds in your head when I say go. And so you're sitting there like, and he's in again like I did the jury duty with the DUI, so they're looking for you know how much you sway and how much. Uh, discrepancy is there between your 30 seconds and, you know, the actual 30 seconds. Because if you're sober, you're not going to hit it exactly, but you'll be within a ballpark. But if you're drunk, like if you're drunk, it's going to be like the guy on my case was a minute and a half to do 30 seconds. But if you're on meth, it'll be like five seconds. Because, you know, one, two, three, five, five. So... (laughs) So that's, yeah. I feel like you could play out the Jeopardy, uh, the final Jeopardy yes. theme music in your head or some Hollywood Squares theme song. Or I song. feel like yeah. if you knew the drug you're on, you would just knew to, know <laughs> to which, which number to calibrate to. True. You know, you're like, well, I'm, you're like oh, I had like eight beers. I'm going to count to 12. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, there should be a chart for that. So it's like, if you're on meth, count to 150 alligator. If you're drunk, make right. it 25 alligator. Just yeah. practice at home. There should be an get, app for that. It's like, excuse me, officer, I have to open Open my intoxicated <laughs> adjustment app. <laughs> right. I'm on shrooms. Call me in an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, and you just start it and then put it in your pocket and, and have it vibrates when the 30 that's seconds perfect. are up. Okay, it's so like, it's exactly it. 30 seconds. How did you do that? So uh, then after that, let's see. After that, it was... Um, so you got that one right. Well, he doesn't tell you. Right, I feel right, like right. you should get a printout of your results at the end. <laughs> no, along right? With something about your personality well, and what job it, you're best suited not for. Not to jump ahead or anything, but he said, you did all right. You know, and it's like it's like... Just all right? How all right? I saw the rest of the people in that paddy wagon and sitting there. I feel like you were the clear winner. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we'll get into that. Were you super nervous? Again, you're you're nervous. (laughs) I'm not nervous because I think I'm going to, like, I I was confident that I was going to pass the tests and, you know, whatever, but you just 
don't know. I mean, they have the power to. But you were gunning for the perfect score. <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to like. I was like super attentive, like, like lots of eye contact, deal. lots of unwavering eye contact. I am completely sober and can stand here still and stare in your eyes kind of Meanwhile, thing. you should have seen my, my search history because I'm like way the hell down there with a whole <laughs> bunch of other people sitting in chairs and a whole bunch of cops and I'm Googling like, should you admit you had one drink? You know, what's the blood alcohol level? I'm yeah. thinking of calling my sister. Like, what are we going to do? Yeah. I'm imagining us. I'm like, well, I think I have enough to bail you out. How much is bail going to be? Yeah. Are you trying to remember the number? Quattro, 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 quattro. Well, I once, I once when I was in college, I had done some acid and we went to UCLA and we were just like fucking around and the cops like took us down and they were, they had us on the ground and they were like, what's your phone number? And I just was, I think I maybe said like 20 numbers. I was just like, five, three, one, two, like you can't even think. So yes, that can happen. But anyway, um, this isn't that. No, but that's still, it's a good, good. That might be better. But you, okay. Or tonight, I just want to ask, you told him you were on acid, right? And he let you go. Yeah, I was honest then too. <laughs> well, maybe it is working for you. Yeah, I, I I think I'd heard that you can't be arrested for being high. You can only be arrested for ha- having possession. Mm. I mean, oh, you can also be arrested for driving under the influence. But you, can, if you're just walking around and you've done a bunch of drugs, they can't. I don't know if that's true, but I, I don't think they can. Right, depends on that. if you kill somebody. Yeah, yeah. exactly. If you right. do something, you haven't committed you know. a crime. Right. Yeah. So when they told you that you only did okay, did you instantly <laughs> want to take it over again? <laughs> Think, I can, I can beat that. Let me give it. Let me do it again. No, no, I didn't want to press my luck. So yeah. So then the next one was uh, I think walk in a line. Walk in a line. So heel you have to toe. do heel to toe. Uh, so you know, heel touching the toe, nine steps counting. So you go one, two, three, four, and then at the at the ninth step, you have Dangle. to pivot. Now you have to pivot on the foot, and he showed you. It's like a little stutter. Like you got it stutter around. You can't lift the foot, and then you go back. And then the third test was touch your nose. So you close your eyes, and then you know, but he'll he, go then he left, shouts, right, left, right, left, yeah. left, right at you, which would. I'm, I have a bad sense of direction and a bad sense of balance and a bad yeah. sense of like where my nose you is if my eyes are closed. You definitely I know. would have failed. You know, what's, you know what's the really hard test? Touch the tushy. Touch the tushy tushy. Touch the tushy. Touch the tushy 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 tushy. Would it have been his tushy though? I don't think I would have liked that. If you were getting pranked by asking Ashton Kutcher, that's what would have happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like one final test, and then he would have like played that and like started shaking his ass in your face. He would have. <laughs> or uh, like an actor who was playing a cop would have, and then Ashton would have like run across the lawn and like jumped on your back and given you a bro hug while giving you <laughs> a like, Whoa, whoa, you've been pranked. You're going to still have a life, Daniel Kwan. <laughs> So then, yeah, what happened? That would have been awesome. Then he had did, the he last had one the was one I had just, to stand yeah. on one foot with my right foot raised, and he, and he did it in this way where it was like he was pointing his toe <laughs> like a dancer. He was like, "You got to you know six uh, inches off the ground and hold it there and count off like one Mississippi, two Mississippi until I tell you to stop." Oh, he's doing like the Karate Kid Cobra Kai. Well, thing. not with your knee bent, but like standing there with like, just like with your but your toe <laughs> like extended, and I'm like when I, when I saw him do it, I'm like he doesn't need me to point my toe like that probably so i didn't and he was like point your toe <laughs> oh what that's what you got graded down on yeah so all that jazz it, shit right there it wasn't it wasn't balanced yeah. Yeah. yeah and then he went he said now do jazz your hands technical and I don't, scores I don't know were why. fine but your artistic scores were a little <laughs> yeah. low five yeah. six seven eight daniel are you drunk <laughs> yeah he had me do some choreography can you do the yeah so uh but then afterwards he was like well you did 
you did well enough, you know, uh, but, you know, if it were up to me, if it were just me, you know, I'd probably let you go. But he pointed to the there's like a table set up down the down the block with the with the truck. And he's like, but they're kind of sticklers and they're looking for people that are high on marijuana or whatever. So uh, we're, I'm just going to ask you to blow a breathalyzer. I mean, I'm sure you'll blow a .02 or something. But it's like the panel from So You Think You Can Drive. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing. So, uh, But I was like, yeah, bring the breathalyzer. Good. Because I knew there's no way I was going to blow enough on that to... I feel like you should be able to request that instantly. I know, like, and, like get it over with. Just get to the it. Humiliation. Yeah. I think yeah. if you request like, the blood test, don't they arrest you immediately? Yes. Right? Well, so really? then yeah. this is when so, yeah, we were. Right. I didn't know that. This is when we were finally reunited. I had no idea that you were all buddy with Mister Pointy Toe. So <laughs> I hear that he has to blow into the breathalyzer, and now I've been doing a lot of Google searches, and yeah. I'm like, you can refuse it, and you can just have him do a blood test. See, I've heard. I knew how that. I know how that goes. Yeah, I've heard though that if. You because for all I knew, you were about to get arrested. Um, and I've heard that if you, you know, the whole thing is just to wait it out, and then by the time they do the blood test, it'll be lower, but they will arrest you. If you legitimately, if you, if you know that when you blow on that, you're gonna be, you're gonna exceed the limit, you're better off going to the precinct and getting the blood test right. because it will, you'll have some time. However, they can do the math. Like, you're not going to be nothing. So right. when you get there, your blood test will have a percentage, and they'll know how much time passed, and right, so they'll know how it metabolized. If you passed all the touch-the-tushy tests, yes. and they want, to do, they want you to blow in the breathalyzer, I believe you can tell them no if you've passed all the other ones. Because a friend of mine did that, that I was a witness to. She, she got pulled over. She did all the things. And the guy said, okay, well, I'm going to have you do a breathalyzer. And she said... I'm not going to do that so, because I just stood here for 15 minutes. Here's the thing about those tests, though. Those, let her go. those tests are not like scientifically. There, there's, there's a lot of debate about how accurate they are. They're really only there to try to gather a lot of data points. He's like, he's looking for, you know, how your eyes dilate and how you listen to instructions and if you can count and if you're. It's not one thing. I and, think you're giving him way too much credit. No, no, I, I, I just, I'm, I just is what I learned. So in, does in, my in the, lawyer sister because what she said, because I when. She, I said that you were very confident that you were going to blow a really low number and it would be, was going to be fine. Yeah. And she said, yeah, but the, those, the breathalyzer can be inaccurate. And I said, really? Because I'm thinking of all the things that are That's accurate. How, she you is a defense that, attorney, yes. by the way. <laughs> and I said, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Is your sister Miles L. Berman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> I said, are you sure? And she said, well, the way we are, the, the arguments we use to argue against it are rooted in science. Mm-hmm. Which is a real sort of Saul Goodman kind Listen, of answer. I've heard the arguments, and that may be true. I mean, there is a lot of debate about all this stuff. I just she felt said like, you have a lot of trust in the cops. No, I don't have any trust in the cops. I had trust in the breathalyzer, so maybe I shouldn't have trust in that. But I, I figured Worked I know that my blood though. alcohol is low enough. If I can just give the test, I can prove it and get the fuck. So out you of consent here. to blow? Yeah. Because I just was like, I'll. <laughs> I didn't even. That's not even well, a joke. I'm actually. It was weird when he took me out goes. behind the Ralphs there. I, I guess I should have thought twice about so it. So you're sucking his dick, and how's your blood alcohol? <laughs> and it, come to think of it, there wasn't a digital reader, and it wasn't no. his pants. So I don't. <laughs> hmm. No. So really, you go to do the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So he pulls the thing, you know, the <laughs> breathalyzer out, <laughs> and uh, and then you know this is the other part. He's like, okay, now blow into this until it clicks, and and then you're like. Yeah, well, no, I, I, I go, 
And he's like, no, no, no. I need you to blow harder than that. And it's like, hey, dude, don't act like we all know how this shit works. Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I, I do like, this every day. On the yeah. Oh, breathalyzer. Yeah. 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 It's a really bad thing to say to the cops. You don't have to tell me how the fucking breathalyzer works, dude. <laughs> yeah. I've been Just down this road before. Just, Just fucking give me the thing. Back yeah, off. Yeah. I got my own right here. Yeah. You want me to use mine or yours? <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> but then I blew a, an O one two, and he was he let us go. What's drunk? O five, <laughs> I think. Point O five, right? Now, do you think yeah. if you oh. had mid? It used to be O eight. Did that change? Maybe I it's think 0. buzz 0. driving is against the law now. Yes, we should probably know this. I don't know it. Uh, no, it, I, it might I, be point. I thought I got this one right when I took my test. Maybe. I, yeah, it probably it actually sounds right. Point O eight sounds right. Point O five is something bad. Let's look it up. 0.05, you're you're probably pretty buzzed at 0.05, I would say. But do you think that if you had um, blown into the breathalyzer right after you finished the drink, or even a little while after, no, you're both drunk, fine. you think that one drink wouldn't put yep. you at the legal limit? Mm-hmm. Especially right after. you. So I missed, I missed that even, setup. You'd had one drink. Yeah, yes. a drink. So, I, I, yeah, well, I could be wrong, but I think one drink's not going to get you to 0.08. Anyway, it all turned out fine. I think it's 0.02 per drink, I think is what it is. It was quite a night for us. That I just thought the timing... Low. It could be. I ain't no scientist. But the timing was funny that this happened right after you were talking about how you feel optimistic and I was explaining. But guess no, what? It no worked hope. out. So I my know. optimism so, was right. right. Okay, perhaps. And how far were you from your house? Ugh, like, like two blocks. Two blocks, oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, As I'm looking this up... I want to. I want to say that I always look at these things from the employed person's perspective, mm-hmm. meaning the person in that situation who it is their job. I think this has nothing to do with nothing. This guy gets stuck on DUI patrol, and he's yeah. real chatty with Daniel. Daniel's a nice guy to him, and he's clearly not a shit faced jerk. Yeah. So if I'm working there and I'm stuck there all night, I figure. I'm going to keep this keep guy around. around as long as possible. <laughs> but what about he- the pretty lady over there? She might want to talk. Yeah. Allison, did you consider telling him that you're Allison Rosen from the Allison Rosen is your new best friend podcast? We have a lot of police who listen. Yeah. So maybe he would have. I did video part of it. Yeah, you were over there taking pictures of video. You periscoped it? (laughs) I did, but I I did it in a way so that my phone was very (laughs) low because I didn't want to anger anyone by videoing it. But I also was like, just in case, I feel like I want to get a tiny bit of it. You know, for the website. Well, you don't want them to lie, you know, and say, oh, he failed the test and you can then show it in court. The guy, I'll just say the, the case that I did, the guy had an accident. And uh, failed all the tests, but he had like a, a bruised bruise on his forehead, and so he refused the breathalyzer. Went into, then they took him to the precinct because he showed enough evidence during the tests that he was drunk. Refused the blood test, and they consider that proof that you're drunk if you refuse really? the blood test because you have to sign a thing that says that. Do you have any rage against the machine? <laughs> I know. The Seriously. whole system is weighted so heavily in favor of law enforcement. It's ridiculous. Feds, man, I don't know. Well, they're, they're, I've read a lot of articles that DUI traffic stops are completely worthless. That It's a complete kabuki theater. There's a lot, yes. a lot of dispute on that yeah. stuff, yeah. But, I mean, for me, it's always like... And maybe the science on that isn't the best, but if you're not drunk and they're like, hey, we're going to do a blood alcohol test... I'm like, give me the blood alcohol test because well, I've just a, failed every test and I'm not drunk. You know, at least it's a kabuki theater where you have to point your toe properly. So they <laughs> exactly form. They, they form take, above I take form. performance seriously. 
I did right. I, I did a, a really dumb thing. I got I got pulled over to DUI checkpoint. And I was you know I was not drinking, and I know it's like you don't give a cop any lip. They ask you a question, you give them a straight answer. And I was driving, and I don't know what possessed me, but I got pulled over in the thing, and the cop came up to me kind of jokingly, and he said. He said, so, can I see your driver's license? I said, yeah. And he said, is there anything in the trunk I need to know about? And I said, this is a station wagon. It doesn't have a trunk. Nope. Uh-oh, sass. Nope. And sass it just and it didn't even occur to me. But I wasn't even sassy. I was just kind of smart stating, ass. stating fact. Yeah. And then he said, okay, well, is there anything in the back that that I need to know about? And and I just kind of looked at him and he said, I don't know, a dead body or something? And I said, a dead body? A whole body? Or a, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, and he, and he just said, uh, "Go ahead." Oh, and I was oh. like, "Wow, that was the dumbest thing I ever did," and I got away with it. I thought this was going to end with you being beaten yes. by a flashlight. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like he he totally won up to me on the uh, improv quality part. advice. Yeah, he sounds like he has a wonderful sense of humor. It's good. It's good yeah. in a highway patrolman. Yeah, let's do iTunes comment of the week. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. All right. The headline is Allison Rosen is my spirit animal. Sidebar real fast. Doesn't it seem like the spirit animal thing came out of nowhere and was all of a sudden everywhere? Because I never even heard of this idea of a spirit animal. And then suddenly everywhere you turn, spirit animal. I mean, this was a couple years ago. Yeah, it did. But no, I don't know anybody who actually figured out what their spirit animal was. So what's what's the spirit animal of the spirit animal zeitgeist? Oprah. Mm. What does it mean? Like, is it the peyote? Animal, you it's a peyote thing, isn't is it? it? Oh, yeah, I is know. it? I think oh. it's like, uh, yeah, you do you do one of those like, you know, eat a bunch of peyote, go out in the desert, and find out what your spirit animal is. Hmm. I thought it's tell? just right because it appears to you, and you have a. Conversation with it. I had what, no what if idea. You see many animals. You're a spirit you have menagerie. To do peyote again, and <laughs> then your your spirit animal is a zookeeper. You just have to keep doing peyote until you've narrowed it down to one. <laughs> exactly. You're just out in the desert like the 18th time with Ray Manzarek, and you're like, "Hey, Ray, what's up? You do, it's either a lizard or a bird. I'll take in like ten hours." <laughs> or you do like an American Idol where you just uh, vote them off. <laughs> the best reality show ever, but That's this right. just inside your mind. Mm-hmm. I thought it was what animal your spirit is. I had no idea there was a whole hallucinogen angle. But you would know. That's what I always thought. It was like a Native American shaman sort of thing. Did you ever do peyote, Daniel? No, but we had peyote uh, cactus in our backyard growing up. And you didn't do it? No, I was uh, well. I was a kid, you know. I was like, yeah. but definitely, as I got older, I was like, I want to go back you and get. Couldn't that. touch that cash crop. Yeah, <laughs> daddy yeah. whip his eyes. I don't think I knew what it was until I was like sixteen or seventeen, right. and then you know, I didn't know it was a cactus. It's a cactus. Yeah, it looks like a. You know what a barrel cactus looks like? It's no. like that round, squat cactus that's uh, in cartoons. Y- yeah, if, sure. Uh, so it's like um, like Spike, Snoopy's cousin or brother who lives in a desert is near that Maybe. kind of cactus. He's usually, near Saguaro. <laughs> He's usually near the Saguaros probably. You know, oh, okay. Those iconic. But anyway, That's like, what I'm thinking of. Uh, anyway, it's sort of like, how do I describe it? It's like, a, um, imagine a, um, a small, probably football diameter or smaller. Maybe probably, a, I guess these were probably smaller. Um, I'm trying to remember now. Yeah, about the size of a, orange or a grapefruit did your parents eat them are your parents native americans yeah no but my stepdad grew them and he and ate them them. yeah really i think he would put them in tea he'd dry them out and put them in tea 
in Duperity. <laughs> when? But he's, I don't know. Alice, but he was always like. This? I've never, I, he's not his stepdad anymore. No, he's not anymore. Or is that a was, thing like president where you're always someone's stepdad? No, he's not. But he was, uh, he probably did. He was always saying, oh, that shit, once you do the peyote, it's in your system for a week. So, you know, Running you better, you better have you? a week. Huh? Running Feather said that to you? <laughs> yes, Rubbing Feather. Floyd, but in the tea, is it milder? Is it, are you just like having sort of like partial, like no. mild hallucinations? I guess, uh, I or he's that's like, how you're he's supposed like to do full it. on. Uh, no, you trip balls. Yeah, you trip. It's time. pretty, yeah, it's balls. pretty strong. I mean, it's, uh, and it'll make you throw up and But stuff would he do this in the house? Like you just, I have no idea. Chair, Here's the thing. Like, you were like, I'm going to get some milk. It's like, oh, I'm just tripping. I never knew when he was doing it. That's the problem. I know he did it but i it wasn't like he it was like oh he's high he's a, was he a shaman your stepfather no, no he was an artist though but yeah he wasn't did he tell you what a spirit animal was <laughs> <laughs> was it that was it the poster that he had hanging in the studio tell them about that the poster in the happiness studio? is a oh no that was a t-shirt oh i always think and it was poster. in the shed so it's like you'd open the shed door and then there's this t-shirt right in front of you and it said and it was a picture of a cat stuffed in a jar and it, and it said happiness is a tight pussy <laughs> oh, Jesus. doesn't he sound like a great man oh, your mom made some good choices huh <laughs> my mom yeah. is a lovely lady and she was young yeah um <laughs> Yeah, so uh, what was I talking about? Oh, peyote? Yeah, so it's like small. It's like a, well, no, so it's about the size of an orange and it's like cut an orange in half and then and then push it into the dirt a little bit and then that's kind of what it looks like. It's like low to the ground. Allison, do you have an advertisement about buying peyote? <laughs> I don't. Okay, do you have a comment of the week about buying peyote? No, I have one about spirit animals, but I feel like Jeff has some info for us. My spirit animal oh. mm-hmm. is tea-related. Mine is the uh, teddy bear wearing the nightcap that's on the Celestial Seasoning Sleepy Time Tea. That is my spirit animal. I love that. You know, years ago, I kept trying to pitch a story. Dustin, this is sort of like your jacking off horses for horse breeding story that I really didn't explain well at all. Yeah, I I love how that story is morphed. (laughs) <laughs> That's much more interesting than your jacking off horses well, for cloning, fun story. Cloning, yeah, sto- cloning exactly. horses. You can imagine my relief when I finally got that story sold. It can seem it seems so much less weird then. Was it cloning horses? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. It was cloned horses, but I saw horses being jacked br- off, bred the normal way, which does involve yeah, like little Mexican dudes like jacking them <laughs> off to make sure that do they have to be Mexican. They're the best. They just no. I'm just the horse stewards do tend to be Mexican. That's not a racist. That's just an observation from my reportage. <laughs> is that the stable keepers at these high end stables were mostly Mexican? I felt bad for them because I'm guessing that they would probably like to be doing other things than jacking off horses. See. That's what I was saying. I just got there faster. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of Americans running around with master's degrees that could have that job. <laughs> That's right. They're, They're taking, taking away. Them away. Our... Anyway, my horse jacking off story was a tour of the <laughs> Celestial Seasonings factory. <laughs> because I think it's I'm on... listening. Thank you. You would have been the target audience and the only audience. Because I think that the Celestial Seasonings factory is on like 100 Sleepy Hollow Lane, Pennsylvania or something. It's on something very much like that. The whole thing, it's is like... It on Equine Jizz Avenue? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's adjacent to. Right. Uh, so anyway, I was like, what goes on there? But anyway, no one wanted to know. So I, I don't know. And in retrospect, 
And I'll admit, I think I was wrong. I did not have my finger on any sort of pulse then, <laughs> even though, Jeff, I appreciate that you would have Wait, been interested. Oh, yeah. I just, I'm putting my editor hat on for a sec. The story you were pitching was that the like corporate headquarters of this tea company was it like, was it something weird street named Avenue? And you were like, I want to find out what goes on there. I just but it was it a place a f- of business. Like what goes on well, there is that they just do their they business. They have elves and That's the magical argument. creatures that are. That's the argument against it. That it would just be a very corporate. It's a strong argument. Tea factor. So, so the argument against it was that's no. There's that's no, not a story. The argument was there's no story. But if there actually had been a story, mm. it would have been a fascinating slice of life because I was imagining everyone there was the human equivalent of the bear with the cap on. Yeah. I just, I just and the suspect night shirt. you were imagining that's where the Care Bears actually hung out when they weren't being yes. filmed. For I television. just suspect that that is actually what their culture was like. Are are you equally fascinated by the Keebler? Factory? No, I feel like that one would be very corporate. Just a just a gut. I feeling. bet in the uh, celestial. We've seasons. seen that production process, and so many they really you know, know opened up a, that curtain. It's in a tree, yes, yeah. but yeah. I bet in the celestial seasonings factory they have a room where they jerk off the bears for breeding. <laughs> That's how they <laughs> That's make the, the tea. sleepy time. That's tea. what you want to see. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Allison Rose, this is my spirit animal, says 30-something cat mom. I recently discovered podcasts and came across ARIYNBF. A few weeks later, I am hooked. Your recent interview with Matt Myra touched me. I can relate to weight struggles. While I was never a ham planet, I have struggled with maintaining a healthy weight. I am now convinced you are my new best friend. Love from the Lone Star State. Thank you so much for your very nice comment. If you would like to leave us a nice comment, click five stars. It's our favorite number. Uh, Just... Leave us a nice iTunes comment, and maybe we'll read it as iTunes comment of the week. I want to thank you guys all for your super nice comments, especially when they have five stars. Speaking of Matt Myra, I have now seen him twice in the neighborhood and the adjacent neighborhood since my interview him with him. I saw him today. We are truly neighbors, and that's yeah. what he yelled at me as he was on his bike. He said, see, we really are neighbors. I'm going to the bank. Wow. And I thought, I didn't wonder where you are going, but now I know. Apparently, we live near a bank. Was it in the other neighborhood? No, it was this neighborhood. Oh, yeah, we do. There's a Bank of America. What did he yell at the second? Now they'll know where we live. Cut it it out. (laughs) What did did he yell at the second time? Don't, please don't send me a restraining order. (laughs) No, the other time he said, hey, Allison, and he waved, and that time he was jogging. Yeah. Jeff, you were here when we interviewed him. Yeah. Uh, he's all about the fitness now. He's all about the fitness and decorating your apartment. He's all about the... I know. And I told him. I told him that I hung <laughs> stuff on the walls up. since he was here. And, and then by he, you, you mean me. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> but there is more stuff on the wall since he was here. And then as he was leaving, he leaned down and he would pet Wendy. And he said, I hope you like the stuff on the walls. And I thought that was pretty cute. Mm. <laughs> she doesn't care. He only ever sees me, though... <laughs> When I'm in my dog walking outfit, which is I look as shitty as possible, I might be sweaty because it might be after I worked out here but didn't shower Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm walking. But at least I was wearing a bra both times. Maybe not the time I was with you, but I had on a coat, so you can't tell. Next time he sees you, be wearing two bras. (laughs) That will impress him. Like one on the inside of my clothes and one on the outside? A, a dealer's choice. You mix it up. <laughs> I thought he cares. You're I mean, the lady. He, you wouldn't know better than me. He was like running and all sweaty too. It's not like yeah. he, he gives a shit, you know? Well, I know, but I feel like just because you look a certain way, if you run into a noted female celebrity, you ex- expect her to keep up a certain image. <laughs> I'm talking about me. Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, you, but you said celebrity, you threw me off. I got super lost in that story Why? for a do you, second. Yeah. Do you know one? 
I'm just saying. Did we find out about the blood alcohol? Yes, after sifting through 10,000 ads for DUI lawyers, which ranked <laughs> higher on search engines than the actual information. Uh, 0.01 to 0.04 is maybe DUI, definitely unlawful if under 21 years old. Ooh. 0.05 to 0.07, likely DUI. Wait, isn't there just so a fucking law? Can't they just but say, that's but, weird. Maybe, yeah. maybe so it's just DUI. Up to them. It's because up to their my point oh one two, they were like, "Oh, you're you passed with flying colors." Like they you're were white. really. Well, all the people that were sitting down waiting to be processed were all black and Mexican. There was not one Seriously? white person. Yeah, Serious. we were the only white people there. Yes. Do you have any rage against the machine? <laughs> no, it was uh, callback. See, um, this is what my sister is saying. She's saying you're giving, the, you're putting too much faith in them because they can fuck you over. If but they want. if you sit there and go, "No, not going to do it," nope. Then it's just now you're just no, provoking no, no. them to, right. to take you in. Like, she wasn't suggesting doing that. She was suggesting not having been honest that you had anything to drink. But if he could smell the alcohol on my breath and I said I hadn't had anything to drink, he's going to start to fuck with me. But could you blow a point oh six past the test and still get arrested? You have to act intoxicated, right? <laughs> I think think it's up to them. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't even understand the maybe and likely. So does that mean you... It makes it sound like if you blow anything over 0.01, they can like they can just decide yeah. if, if something else was going on that, like, quote, corroborates. Then, well, the thing like, is that he said to Daniel, as he was getting, like, getting the little straw out to plug into the breathalyzer machine, he said, oh, you're fine. I bet you're going to blow a 0.02. And then you yeah. blew, a, and then he's like, "Okay, what was it?" And he showed it to us. It like, I think he was trying to show off at how good he was at just yeah. guessing, and it was even less than that. It was less. And then they—he was actually not good at guessing. I and wasn't then close. The woman that escorted us to your car, she said, "So what'd you blow?" <laughs> and you said point oh one two, and she's like, "Oh, that's nothing." I guess that's just shop talk for them, you know, like what yeah. people blew on their breathalyzer. Sounds like you were in a really weird game show. Yeah, that's what it sounds it's, like. We didn't win yeah. anything except yeah, you the chance to go home that night. <laughs> but that, yeah. that's one of my beefs with the DUI checkpoint or getting hassled by cops at all. Yeah, cops will hassle you for something, and there's there's no upside for you. There's no. never a you know what. Good for you. The upside Thank is you. continuing on with your life. Right. They never give you a like, oh, okay, thanks a lot. You know, thanks for keeping your nose clean. It's either you're screwed. Like, you should get some kind of certificate or a star or at least an attaboy. Yeah. It's, it's a very- A freebie it, next time. Yeah. It's very negative reinforcement. But, yeah. but I do- Or, have, sorry mm-hmm. to interrupt. Nope, it's okay. Every time that you pass a DUI test or if a cop wants to search your car and you let them, they give you a little sticker that you put on the back of your driver's license. Like a punch card. Yeah, or like, you know, like a little kindergarten sticker, like a little mm-hmm. pumpkin like sticker. A and you can show it to them, and you can say, look, I've passed 10 of these things in last year. That's like a punch card. And then the card. 11th one, you I, can just be shit-faced yes. and roll I, up. I, I feel like every black and Mexican listener right now is being like, but then how will anyone see anything on my driver's license? <laughs> like, if I get a sticker for every check. We're all white, everyone. We're all white. <laughs> I think they every should get them, too. Yeah. So, Daniel. Yeah. Look, I'm 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 looking at the chart here, and it's by weight. So, what's your weight? You can you can pantomime to me if you don't want to say it out loud. I'm at one ninety. Okay. What would the pantomime be? <laughs> it's like yeah, one first syllable. <laughs> that came alive for okay. the listeners. Yeah, that's, good. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Pod. All right. So you had one drink, and how long before you before you uh. Ran within through within the, cop the last barricade, hour. within the last yeah, hour. maybe like yeah, right. So one one drink at, at that weight, 
according to this chart, it would be maximum 0.04. Which I thought was okay, but according to what you read, they can take you in for that. Well, I think you're just not allowed to be driving under the influence of anything. Plus, they're looking for pot, and I don't know how pot shows up on those things. Why are they even looking for I thought pot's legal. I'm very you cannot, confused. You cannot drive under the influence. Oh, yes. You can't right. do pot and drive. Gotcha. And supposedly they're going to have a test I for never pot could. in California in the next year. When they pull you over, they're going to have like a pot breathalyzer. Really? Oh, yeah. I thought there was one. I thought there was something they could rub on your teeth or something. Oh, really? You've been smoking. Yeah, I don't think it exists here yet. I think in Colorado right. they already have that. They thing. just show you a clip from a Cheech and Chong movie. If you laugh too much, <laughs> they like, show you the first five minutes of Super Troopers. Yeah, and if you're like, like, this is the best this movie shit is ever. Not funny. You're clearly high. The whole thing made me feel like <laughs> there before the grace of God go I regarding so many years of my past. Because at the beginning oh, of driving and the beginning of drinking, I was very, very good about never driving if I... And also, I remember in college being nervous always about getting in a car with someone who had anything to drink. I was very yeah. careful. And then at a certain point, I realized, oh no, I can actually do this. Sort of mm-hmm. like when I realized I can play guitar while I'm drunk and it's more fun. Yeah. Um, not that I thought driving drunk was more fun, but it's like the bar that we used to go to in Costa Mesa was really close to where I lived. And there were nights that if I had ended up in a sobriety checkpoint, yeah. I would not, it would not have gone well. I just feel like I was so lucky and yeah. I'm so glad now that I won't be in that situation again. Yeah, I mean, I find, that, uh, but I find that I I get home a lot faster when I've had a few drinks, so that's good. <laughs> right. It's that time difference. It's supposed to be thirty seconds, but it feels like it's a minute and a half. I, yeah, I'm so mixed on it because I really like, you know, it's not good to drink and drive. I, I it, but it's such a fucking hassle, and the checkpoints are. Just, I don't know. When I was so. in college, I stole a maintenance vehicle mm-hmm. from school, <laughs> and I drove it. I was driving it off campus, and there were like 10 people in the back of it. <clears throat> I'm, still a little, I'm a little bit drunk, but this is actually true. And Were they the, friends of yours? Or yeah, they, they were all friends of mine. <laughs> okay. And the cops pulled there, up. There were janitors in the back, and you no, took no, off no. the truck. These are real normal people. Not the janitors aren't. They're nice. But the uh, cops pulled up on mountain oh bikes. <laughs> On mountain, and everybody jumped out of the car, <laughs> and I tried to evade the cops on mountain bikes in a maintenance vehicle, and they caught up to the car. Wow! I was literally pulled over in a car by cops on mountain bikes, and I was, wait. Now I went to the same, roughly same college. The car colleges were next to each what other. Allison is trying to say she went to the one that you go to if you can't get. In, but can, how did if, if, get if you would one. just like? First of all, I love the vision of the slow mo chase, but like if you. If you had just kept going, even though they caught up to you, like on a mountain bike, how would they subdue the maintenance vehicle? The you guy know, like, was right next to did they, car, were they on jumping a on it. Bike saying, <laughs> did, pull did, the car over, pull the car over, pull the car over. It was Mother's Day, and I went to jail. Shows up. They put you went me in jail. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they put me in jail, and I called my best friend, and I said, "I'm in jail. Call my mother." And he called me back, and he said, "I can't get a hold of your mother." Hmm. And this was on Saturday. I spent two days in jail. They can call oh, you back no. in jail. Yeah, true story. Pooped in jail. Pooped in jail. Wow. And uh, and the other guy and myself said, "I won't look." And then on Sunday night, I got out, and my friend came to get me, and I said, "What happened to my mom?" And he goes, "I actually got a hold of her on Saturday." And she oh. said, "Tell him he can rot in there." Oh shit! Ooh, tough love. Wow. We joke about a lot of stuff in my family, but that one we don't talk about so much. <laughs> wow. Now we talk about yeah, true story. My mom let me rot in the cellar. Thanks, mom. Do you think you learned anything because that was her choice? Absolutely not. 
Will you learn to get along well enough with yourself? I mean, it was actually, I remember distinctly thinking it was an interesting cultural experience being in the slammer. <laughs> That's my memory of it. And I thought, I, also, here's the other thing. I was wearing a clip-on tie when I was arrested. And they took it from me. And I remember saying to the cop, dude, I'm not going to hang myself with a fucking clip-on. <laughs> and then I got a lawyer and I kind of beat the rap. Scripps College tried to press Grand Theft Auto charges against me. That they, they owned the maintenance vehicle? Yeah, they did. And they lost. Because so. you're a lawyer. Because of Russell Unerick, my 600-pound lawyer, we were going to court, <laughs> and he said, Greg, the only thing I'm going to tell you to do is keep your mouth shut and say yes and thank you to the judge. <laughs> and that's all that happened, and I beat the rat. I had <laughs> nice. to pay like three grand or something, which is a lot when you're that age, but yeah, I got off. If you had known that your mom was going to be that way, would you have called someone else? Was there what? someone else you could have called? Was the argument I that, don't think so. Was the argument that you didn't do it, or was he just like, eh, kids? No, the argument was that you... I believe, and we can Google this if we want to, you can't get Grand Theft Auto if the vehicle has less than four cylinders. You can only get joyriding, so it was reduced to misdemeanor joyriding. Nice. I didn't know that joyriding was a charge. Because it was a two-cylinder vehicle. Two cylinders? Yeah. That's what what was what, it, a 1965 Fiat? No, it was, a, it was like question. a campus maintenance vehicle, and it was two cylinders, and you can't get Grand Theft Auto for a two-cylinder vehicle. Beast two, the rail. Two, two questions. One, and this is what I was trying to ask before, since I know the campus, was this on campus or was this in town? It was both. It began on <laughs> campus and then it went off campus. I had taken the car to my apartment off campus. Oh, you lived off campus? Yeah. Where? This I is lived super like interesting to four people. Fourth and something. I can't remember, but I lived off campus. I lived two blocks off campus okay. and I stole it and I took it to my house. And then this goes right into the second question. What was the plan? That's a really, that's not a great question, Allison, because I was 19 and I was, maybe I was 20 and I was super drunk. Okay. There was no plan of it. It was kind. just joyriding. Yeah. The plan was to <laughs> ride the joy. Do you remember when, as you were 20, when you were 20? You were like, I've got a lot of plans right now. My plan was just don't go to jail and don't get arrested. So both parts of my plan failed. Mm-hmm. I got popped. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Didn't you ever do that in Claremont? No. It, well, first of all, this is me. Wait a minute. Two cylinder, two cylinder vehicle and then cops on mountain bikes. Was this a, a division of Macrame University? <laughs> this was at the Claremont Colleges. This is all a true story, but I had no plan. Okay. I had no plan. And uh, the no plan that I had went awry. It was a good night. It's still a good story. It is a good story. Yeah, but it cost me several thousand bucks, but I didn't have to go to jail anymore. And what happened to all the people in the back? They just they, walked they let home? every single person go. They lined him up against the curb and they said, go home. They let every single person go. Had you been a troublemaker a lot before and that's why your mom did that? <laughs> um, perhaps. That's possible. I also think getting called from your son on Mother's Day and saying I'm in jail is not the best call. You but you said get. it was Saturday, so she was actually reached before Mother's Day. That's a true story, but she was away for the weekend on Mother's Day. We have a couple of things in my family we don't really joke about. One is the first time that I got drunk, which was... Uh, which is when I was nine. I got drunk when I was nine. Nice. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, Go ahead. And I took a dump in my dad's bed. <laughs> we don't talk about that one. We're not allowed to joke that much. I shouldn't have even said How that. How can you not joke about well, it? And the that, come one, on. They, st- they have to find that funny now. I don't know. I don't know if my mom thinks that one's funny. Um, and the other one is the Mother's Day arrest, which she's still a little bit dodgy about. But I guess time has passed. Are we not allowed to talk about the nine-year-old drunken dump you took in your dad's bed? Because it's really killing me. Was that a spite dump or was it, did you think you were in the bathroom or what? Uh, Did your mom say? He he was nine. He had no plan, guys. Come on. It was a joy dump. Bet you didn't poop on the bed in jail, did you? Uh 
My dad took me to a party. Oh, fuck. This was uh, a... <laughs> when my dad was like big, like kind of having his like heavy LA party phase. And uh, he took me to a party and he went off to do whatever he was doing. And, uh, <laughs> and he left me with some like 15-year-old kids who thought it would be funny to give me a bottle of champagne and I drank the whole thing. <laughs> and then he carried me back to his house and I shit in his bed. Oh, okay. Mm. This is... I mean, it is funny, actually, was a little bit of time in between. At the time, it was a little rough explaining to... Uh, why am I being so honest, Allison? I hate you. <laughs> Sorry. It's honesty, you, you've inspired me so terrible. <laughs> it was a little rough explaining to my mother why her, her ex-husband was returning a nine-year-old with a hangover. <laughs> but on the flip side, like by the time I was 12, getting drunk was like the... No, babe. You know, yeah, the cool was off. So. But yeah. now, the touchiness around this story, which is understandable, is it because of... Parental, yes, because yeah. I feel like you are blameless here. A right. nine-year-old the, can't can't be held accountable for what happened at a, I, at a party that a parent took him to. Yeah, right. I think it has a, a lot to do with. Uh, is there any alcohol at this house? Yeah, yeah. I think it has a lot to do with the divorce and the issues. Yeah. With right, that's what it sounds like. That kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, but still, I feel like you owe your mom a really wonderful Mother's Day gift this mom, year. At I least, what did he get her? I love you so much. When is Mother's Day? It's coming up. It's it's like you better get on that gift it's now. May, and I would recommend tenth. I think. If, okay. I would recommend Sherry's berries. <laughs> That's a good idea. I was going to say if there if only there was a way that he could get her something very delicious and easy and convenient that says, "Hey, mom." I'm not pooping in your bed anymore. <laughs> That's what it says. I think they have one that says that actually. Hi, mom. Sorry, I pooped on your bed. <laughs> Here's the thing. A good gift makes her eyes water, but the best gift makes her mouth water too. Treat your mother. Or, you know, here's the thing. Yes, it makes a great Mother's Day gift. It also makes a great gift for yourself. Just treat yourself. Or a great gift for anyone else in your family or for someone you're friends with or for someone you're dating. There's really no one that would not appreciate delicious Sherry's Bears. Big, juicy, Delicious strawberries dipped in chocolate. There's milk chocolate, dark chocolate, white chocolate, chocolate chips, nuts, decorative swizzle. We have had them many times, Mm -hmm. and they're so good. And I've sent them to my family numerous times, and it's always a hit. And I always say to my listeners, I say, hey, if you're going to give someone cherries berries, let me know how the response. And then I get flooded with tweets and emails from people, usually with pictures of the product, too, saying that, you know, my mom loved them, my sister loved them. So you just can't go wrong with Sherry's Berries. And a special... What's up with the dads and brothers? They, you get them for the dads and brothers, too. And Sounds throw the like grads in there, out. too. Everyone can enjoy them. And a special offer for my listeners, Sherry's Berries is offering giant freshly dipped strawberries starting at nineteen ninety nine, which is over 40% savings. Go to berries.com, click on the microphone, and type in my code, BESTFRIEND. Here's the only way to get this amazing deal. Freshly dipped strawberries starting at nineteen ninety nine. This offer is for my listeners only when you use my code, BESTFRIEND. So visit berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Click on the microphone in the top right corner and type in BESTFRIEND. That's berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Click on the microphone and enter my code, best friend. The deal expires this Sunday at midnight, Greg. So make sure to order now. 
All right. How psyched were they that they nailed berries.com? Like at the very beginning of the internet thing, they were like, oh man, we have to get berries because you would think a lot of people would be going for that one. What's next, Allison? (laughs) Next up, (laughs) I think that we should talk about some television shows that we're all watching uh, and we have a song. TV time. 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 All right. Here we go. Jeff. Did you have some uh, TV show thoughts? I do. I've been watching or I finished up watching Kimmy Schmidt. Very on funny, Netflix. right? Very funny. And I thought that uh, I don't want to spoil anything for people who aren't, haven't watched it yet. But the, there's a courtroom thread towards the end of the story where Kimmy goes back to her hometown to testify against the guy that had enslaved her. And uh, I thought it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen on television. It's hilarious! It was unbelievable. Like it just didn't, it just didn't stop. And the comedy was, it was, it, it was very weird. But they stopped just short of it being broad and kind mm-hmm. of overbearing. It was just. It was just this dialed in super weird on so yeah. many different layers. Yeah, yeah, it was so it was so bizarre. It was really hilarious and and really well acted, but also really well written. Like I have a feeling yeah. if you yeah. just read the scripts, they'd be hilarious. And I should point out, Alice Rosen is your new best friend. Guest Jack Burdett is one of the producers and writers. Oh, great! the The episode, the uh, uh, Kimmy's birthday episode, uh, I think he wrote that. I. I remember thinking after watching it, that may have been one of the funniest episodes of TV I've ever seen. Like, yeah. it was really strong. <clears throat> um, See, my contrarian meter is like, it's like super in the red right now. I haven't seen, I should clarify, <laughs> I, should see it, it. I haven't seen a minute of this show. I have no reason to have an opinion on it whatsoever. I'm just like, uh, like, I'm realizing just like from this conversation that Tina Fey has hit like, this like such this like deified sacred cow level that like I just I feel like when people talk about things that she's associated with and I don't even know that like that's factored into any of these comments whatsoever but she was like a co-creator of the show yes but Mm -hmm. that's not part of the conversation anymore but I'll tell you but I'm just I feel like when anyone talks about it I have to like I have to dial back I have to filter the like gushing reviews Mm -hmm. through like a like a Faye filter, like back like two notches. To My dad feels that way about James Joyce. <laughs> yeah. Truly. He does? He truly, he truly feels. Similar cultural figures. That everyone back in his day. Just loved would just, James Joyce. Yeah, just, uh, you know, praying at the altar of James Joyce, but that it was all emperor's new clothes. And he said this so many times, that James Joyce is so full of shit and pretend- only pretentious assholes like James Joyce. <laughs> my that- dad, my dad's favorite book in college was Ulysses. So our, like, our dads should never meet. <laughs> should never. <laughs> that I stayed like, away. Yo, from- who's the pretentious asshole here, huh? <laughs> so you would like at dinner. Your dad My dad would be hates like, James Joyce and really? everyone who likes James Joyce. Yes, to the point where it would be on my syllabus. And I'm like, how am I going to deal with this? So <laughs> I had this thing where like, yeah, he just, James Joyce is full of shit. Also, I'm not Jewish because I believed everything my dad said. You know? So you like covered up your James Joyce books and like, and, like Playgirl <laughs> right, exactly. when you were at home. But yeah. who was your dad's guy, if not Joyce? Um, Shakespeare. Snoozer. <laughs> I like Shakespeare. Overrated. What's he done lately? <laughs> Shakespeare, but also um, Great Gatsby. Oh, big brain fart. Great Gatsby is by Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. Yes. Fitzgerald. That, you know, the, uh, yeah. Fitzgerald wrote Great Big Brain Fart. <laughs> exactly. I love that book. That, that was, was the sequel. Known. 
Yeah. I think American so and English writers. I don't Apparently know that many people like whose that. parents even have a stance on James Joyce. I know. I will see. I, he was a, he's a contrarian. He was a highfalutin household that you grew up in. So anyway, though, then I discovered James Joyce is actually not full of shit and not just for pretentious assholes, although I do see what my dad was saying. Well, it's not not <laughs> for pretentious assholes. No, I think there's but, a pool of people who read James Joyce and that includes pretentious assholes and not pretentious yes. assholes. Yes. Hashtag I love Joyce. Get it started. We <laughs> know you people are all into James Joyce. Maybe James Joyce is the Tina Fey of his day, but I don't think so. Who's the person now that is the James Joyce? Who's the person now where it's like, if you don't like it, you just don't get it? Louis C.K. Really? Maybe. It, it might be Louis C.K. actually. Yeah. Um, he's or, funny. Is James Joyce he's, more comedic or more dramatic? Oh, he's. I was just coming up with the sort of. Well, but I'm wondering, like, should it, like, is it? Should we can't it be more of like an now. artistic person that we should be choosing, or more of like? Cause Who's that one dude? Everybody a, worships who created Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. Yeah, I feel like if you hate Joss Whedon, mm. you're you're considered to be an asshole, right? Right. Well, I I just meant in terms of people that you're not allowed to say that you don't. And like. I do feel like a yeah. lot of pretentious assholes like Joss Whedon. Yeah, I, like I don't really care about Joss Whedon. Does Joss okay. Whedon like a, James is he, Joyce? Is he a genius? I don't know. What did he do, Daniel? You're in movies. Whedon, he did both the Avengers. Yeah, he did Cabin in the Woods, and um, he did uh, um, that weird Avengers sing along with Neil Patrick Harris that everyone was obsessed over. I didn't get the hype for that. I thought it was like cute and clever but like not I, I don't know it was like everyone's favorite thing that had ever been on the internet for like six months but yes. can I tell you something Daniel like I, I have no real strong opinion about Tina Fey but I, I honestly I'm, like I'm, I, I think Dustin, she's funny and whatever <laughs> I was mostly fascinated with her scar for many years Yeah, but I don't associate Kimmy Schmidt with Tina Fey I just watch it and right and yeah. I, I, to me it, it doesn't like smell of Tina that was not a weird I know what you mean. It no, doesn't like it's it. not Tina Fey innately to me. <laughs> yeah, I maybe I just it would like I just read the two things that I feel like everything that's been written about Kimmy Schmidt, and which again I haven't watched it. It's only from like you know media reviews of it. Like mentions Tina Fey's association just in passing, and and I'm like, well, she is the, like the Tina Fey was already there. She wrote it. Yeah, yeah for me, you know, like as I, she was already kind of on my sacred cow meter, and then so I'm like uber sensitive to mention. I'm just her. saying, I think your contrariosity is preventing <laughs> you from appreciating a good show. Although I do get it, I would just I like know. to say that the reason that I like it is because it's funny. Yeah, it, it's no, sort I'm of like using yes. anyone. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, and also in my, in my credit, I've seen it. Yeah, no, you have, you have. This is more a rant about me than anyone else. Let's just be totally clear. I'm just saying, like, just how I am. Like, I'm gonna, ha- I'm like, I believe you that it's good, and I probably, and I would like to see it, but I'm gonna have to wait for like six months after everyone's seen it and calm down about it before I feel okay seeing it myself. Like, yeah. I, that's yeah. just a weird thing that I. That's go a through. problem I with feel... anything that gets like caught up in us, and everyone gets excited about it. That's how I feel about. Um, House of Cards. It's so hard for me to climb up on those cultural waves. Like, I ju- it just doesn't feel natural. Like, I get dizzy. I feel like I'm going to fall crashing onto mm-hmm. the a starfish. You know, yeah, the the rocks of pompous assholes beneath. Well, well when someone says it's the best episode of uh, best, uh, the funniest episode of TV I've ever seen, you're comparing it to the funniest episode of TV you've ever seen. So if it doesn't live up to that. Like I've just ruined the show for pretty much everybody who sees it now. Because the because that's what it, I'm saying it was for me, and you're comparing it to your memory of the funniest thing you've ever seen. It's just not going to live up. 
Now, or maybe it will. Let's but... talk about something that you mentioned, though. I can't, I can't get behind House of Cards. Have you seen it, Jeff? Yes. Did I, you like it? I, I liked Ish the first season, and then by two episodes into the second season, I just gave up on it. I yeah. think that might be my James. That's what, to me. It's just like that is not a good show. There's and I, I just don't get what people are seeing in that at all. There's a lot of. There's a lot of good acting and there's a lot of high drama in it, but the reason that so, I got lost... It, first of all, everybody's so cynical in the show. So it's contrived. Just, you guys, but that's, just before you guys keep going, you guys know it. I wrote episodes three and four of House of Cards? Did no, you really? Did. No, I'm just fucking okay. saying <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see you. It, it's it's fact that I believe Greg, that you for two seconds. Greg, you wouldn't be in a dining room podcast. You'd be on this podcast if I wrote three and four. I'd be like, those were the good ones, though. I know. Those are my... I mean, it was a bad show, but three and four were fucking great. Really, There was bits of them that I really enjoyed. But really, you'd be... The writer of episodes three and four is at Soho House right now. Exactly. I would say that I think too much importance is placed on it, but that it's entertaining. I think if you approach, and, and this may go for all things, you know, but it's like if you approach it in the right state of mind, you're going to enjoy it. And I just, I don't know what that state of mind is. I, though. I just, I, I agree I, that it's, my problem with it is that it's contrived. Yeah. There, there are a bunch of things, I don't want to spoil anything, but there are crimes that uh, the lead character gets away with that are, it's completely preposterous that he has gotten away with these crimes. Right. Things, but, things the tiniest version of the things that he gets away with yeah in washington dc where you can't fart without it being caught on 10 cameras yeah. he commits these crimes and fart somehow cameras. gets away plus, with them plus he's he's doing foghorn leghorn like it's like it's such a fake accent i can't get over the hammy acting i, I do like, declare it, he, <laughs> that, like the, uh, yeah i do declare like it, <laughs> kevin spacey is not a great actor. All right. That's the defense Bam. of it, though, is that, uh, is that the, the hamminess is what's beautiful about it. I think what I like, well, I don't know what they're like. You guys could legitimately just hate the show, but I think part of it is that it was like miscast as like everyone held it up as like, oh, this is Netflix's answer to Breaking Bad and The Sopranos and the what like you know these like legitimately nuanced great television shows just because it was like the best thing that had been on Netflix like at the time mm. you know or well or the maybe pedigree still, it had like David Fincher yeah and it's and also it, like it, 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 it raises names. that question of but can you get into a TV it, show it's if you just hate it's like it's just a, it's just a fun, <laughs> it's to me it's a fun campy drama yeah, like, I would agree I, I, would I agree. loved it it was like salacious and ridiculous and it was cool it was like it was like Melrose Place like in Congress. Mm. Like I was but totally was down drama? with that. Like what was the drama? There was no conflict. He, I thought like, we move he... on. I hate House of Cards. <laughs> oh snap. I'm sorry. Woo. I just I'm like looking at the time and I'm realizing oh. all the things we have to get to and stuff. And sorry, if anyone was super into that House of Cards conversation, we will we will rekindle that one. You should make there on be internet podcast. bonus conversation. Yeah, it's yes. Bonus. yes. Okay. Because I realized Greg you have an awesome TV meeting story. Oh my god, I was I, I was definitely drunk when I showed up here. Hold on, I do, I do. You're looking at my notes. <laughs> okay, so last week I had a meeting with a television network that will remain not named, and I'm very lifetime. It, it was not lifetime. It was a comedy station, Univision. It was not Univision, and I'm very there's. I'm constantly being asked because of my job, like, which comics are you a fan of right now? And I'm a big fan right now of a comedian named Candace Thompson. And so they were asking me that because the, these executives kept saying, like, we're full up on white people. <laughs> this is a thing people say, like, we just can't do any more white dudes. And Candace 
is half black and like one half Native American. So Wait, a, does that mean she's half black and half Native American or she's half black and of the other half, one half of that is Native American? I don't really know. Okay. But that's what I said. So I basically said to the guy as a joke, Candace is really funny and she's like a network dream person because she's so ethnic. She's half black and half Native American. We're at this crowded restaurant and the guy, the network executive across the table looks at me and he goes, she's not a hoe. What? And I like took a long beat and then I went, no, she's not a hoe. And then everybody (laughs) at the table was totally quiet. And he goes, I said, she's Navajo. (laughs) (laughs) And there was like this really long pause at the table during which I realized I cannot believe I just answered that question. Because in my mind, I was like, I guess she's not a hoe. I mean, I don't know her that well, but why did I say she's not a hoe? That's awful. Because the correct answer to she's not a hoe is go fuck yourself. How dare you ask that question? And then he looked at me and I looked at him and I was like, I'm so sorry I answered that question. But yeah, Candace, I'm so sorry if you're listening to this that I answered the question of if you're a hoe. But at least you answered it in a positive way. Why did he care what tribe she was part of? Right. Why did he care? Yeah, like, that's a weird question to ask. Right. Maybe they were full up on Hopi. And why <laughs> would he assume... <laughs> they were... <laughs> why, would, why would he ask that, though? Like, like Maybe that he tribe? Knew. I think he was making a joke. Like, oh, she's Navajo. And I but answered... But what's the joke? I don't know. Maybe like if you... If you say, like, she's Native American, someone would be like, she's Navajo? Like, they're saying... Like, be specific. Don't right, use right, some right, right. politically So correct. I answered the question of if she's not a hoe yeah. <laughs> by Wait. saying, yes, she's not a hoe. That's amazing. Were you able to bounce back from it? I don't know. I don't know if I did. We should ask them, but I don't want to tell you who they are. If you're listening to this, I'm really sorry I answered your question of if she's not a hoe. So we can take it, This, these are not the executives you sold the show to. These are not those dudes. Oh, how much of an asshole do I seem like in this episode? No. I don't know, but let's get some more stories. Funny. <laughs> I know. Speaking of Soho House, um, I've never been there. Dustin, the way you toss that name around, have you been there? Uh, I went there. My uh, UCLA had an event there. Okay. Let, let me just I don't have like inns. I have to explain to the audience what no. Soho House is if they don't know. Soho House, there's one in New York. There's one out here. And is there one in London as well? It's They're like, all over now. It's oh, there's one in London, Toronto. I thought. Is it a bottle service place? No, no. it's a it's a Mm-mm. private. It's a cl- it's a private sort club. of club. Yeah, it's a private social club for people in the arts. That's gotten yes. too silly. That Gwyneth Paltrow needs to start a more private. Oh version. really? Oh, is she? Well, I think that they they're very selective about membership, and there's a lot of A list celebrities. They won't. They, they really pride ex- themselves on not admitting. It's really expensive to join. Although I think it went down. Like I know people who are members, so it's yeah. it's, it's not, not that it's, exclusive. It's not that expensive. Mm-hmm. So it, is it? I I um, think it, at one point it was like ten or sixteen thousand, like, and now it's two or three thousand, maybe. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I've always I had the sense it's more that. exclusive than expensive. That's right. Like uh, it's harder to get the invite because it's one of these you have to be invited for a member and then like seconded. Then they have to approve it. You know, and right. what happens? What is it? A bar? So it's like a really, it's a really a nice restaurant. It's a really nice place to hang out. Like a lot of writers in in. Uh, Hollywood will go there and just open their laptops all day and sit there and, and work. Or they have like a screening room that you can rent out. They have like lots of couches and chairs, and it's the, the view is incredible. It's like right off Sunset, so so you can't just pay. You have to be invited yes. to pay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's like a country club in that way. But if you go to their website, they ex- 
Is either either it's their website or I read it on Gawker or something. Now I'm confusing it. Mm. But they want people who are creative. They mm-hmm. don't want corporate yeah. people. Yeah. So you have to prove you're creative? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you like have to sort of have creative bona fides. Like that has to be part of your application. It's like, oh, he's a, you know, he's a screenwriter. He's a whatever. Because in New York, it's a lot of like, I knew way more people in New York because it's a lot of journalist types. Like if you're, you know, editor-in-chief of a reputable title, it's almost certain that you have a Soho House membership. You have to draw Tippy the Turtle on the application. <laughs> right. Upside oh my God. down. That is hilarious. Have you been, Jeff? Yes, I have. Oh, what? wow. Did you Who'd enjoy you, it? Did you see yeah, it was famous great. people? Who did you um, see there? I don't think I saw anybody famous. Um, How's the food? The food was great. It's the great. food was great. The view was amazing. Everybody was super friendly. It was really nice. It was great. I was invited to a lunch there, and I had to cancel. I never rescheduled. Maybe I should try to reschedule two years later. It's a place you'll want to hate because of just, oh, it's Hollywood and everything. But right. then you're it's, there, it's you're the there, and you're like, of, oh, this is really club. nice. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just, it's just nice, and everybody's really nice. And, I, you know, when I was there, I thought, if I could afford this, I would come here. It's just, it's, it's, you go to those places that are they're expensive for no discernible reason, and you go there and you just think, what, what, what are you paying for here? This right. isn't even nice. Yeah. People are jerks. The food isn't that great. But that place, it was like, well, I thought it was really nice. Kind of yeah, but good. just to calibrate the nice, it's not like lavish, you know? I mean, like you would think it's more exclusive than it is. Like, it's comfortable even. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you don't feel intimidated when you're there. Right. right. It's not like there's like gilded fountains or, you know, and like people, it's not country people like drop gilded rose, fountains. Rose petals measure in front of, of a nice you restaurant. As, as you walk or something. Well, I feel like people, you know, hear right, about think, like, yeah. oh, there's this super exclusive club that only famous people can get into. And it's like they imagine like you gilded know, fountains. Right, like a, like a, you know... A fountain uh, with a gold on the Like inside. Rome under Nero. Yeah, just right. like, you know, uh, just like crazy, like bacchanalia happening. Like and, statues yeah, that, with people with uh, those crowns, those fig crowns, yeah, that, or whatever. That weird, cheesy of opulence. Dustin, yeah, all, of your, like, like all of your measures of opulence are very Roman. Yeah, it's all Caligula. It's all based on Caligula. <laughs> He's not Navajo. Yeah, they were in I, the vomitorium well, during I, the bacchanalia. I have been, I have been like reading up for uh, a Greece trip that, uh, that I'm taking... <laughs> next month so maybe i'm Ooh, just nice. my head's in antiquity oh Strangely, my god just talking I, i've been reading so we're going to the greek islands i've been reading this history of different islands to you know and also some of the present or whatever but uh i have not yet read about an island where uh, at some point in history all of the adult males on the island were not slaughtered uh by some ruling clan that Good came luck. to took it over, to take it over so all of these islands are basically like none of them have surviving male lineage wow thus far allison who would you choose to slaughter all the men in your life if you had like to do you have an, an advertisement that well would... but it's not about slaughtering men make actually. the turn make the turn make the here's turn. the thing it's about taking a trip because dustin mentioned that he's going uh, to greece i thought it was about killing dudes no okay next time perhaps. But what if you wanted to go to caesar's palace that's the closing read yeah well, let's say you want to go to Las Vegas, which you do because springtime is the best time to visit Las Vegas. I know of a website where you should go to book your trip that'll get you amazing insider deals. Because if you're like me, when you're walking around Las Vegas, you're looking around, you're like, there's people here who paid less than I did, and I know they're having a more fantastic time than I am. Well, you know what they probably did? They probably went to Vegas.com because everyone at Vegas.com lives in Vegas, works in Vegas, plays in Vegas, so they know how to get you the best deals. And Vegas.com is the only website that has a proprietary drop watch tool. So... 
it promises you the lowest rates on hotels. So the drop watch continues to monitor the price even after you book and notifies you of changes to make sure you get the best deal. So you get a best price guarantee even after you've paid. Um, go to Vegas.com right now. Click on the microphone in the top right corner and enter my code, best friend, to receive an extra 10% off everything but air hotel packages. That's Vegas.com. Click on the microphone and get your bonus savings by using my secret code, best friend, book today. Uh, they have the best rates on not just hotel but also headliner shows, tours, attractions, VIP bottle service at top clubs. Use Vegas.com. Something went on in the corner over there? Yes, it looks like Wendy okay, is like getting busy. It looks like she's uh, circling for a landing, if, if you follow my meaning. Yeah, she's doing what Greg did in a jail cell <laughs> and also in a bed. That's true. God, I pooped twice on this show. Let's do Just Me or Everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right. Danny Deegan says, just me or everyone, struggle to find the best value at the grocery store. 500 grams of yogurt. Wow. Metric system. Uh, four eighty nine or four times a hundred grams for three thirty three. So eight anyway, there's a lot of math. Um, question mark. Yes, except what I've noticed is on the price at a grocery store in the top right corner, it'll give you the per unit price. So you don't even have to do your math. Right, but sometimes they it won't be uh, based on the same number. So oh. some it'll say per gram and then other ones it'll say per ounce, so it doesn't necessarily add up. You know, maybe that's uh, actually a good yardstick for. Ugh, I sound like former employer. Uh, trying to for find a, a good price on yards. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, I'm gonna keep going with what I was gonna say anyway, though. But it's sort of a measure of of your finances because there have been times in my life where every single purchase. I mean, first of all, I wouldn't have even considered buying Kleenex because you don't need Kleenex; you can just use toilet paper. And every purchase was. <laughs> Like, and even with lettuce, like I'm not going to buy, buy name brand lettuce. I'm going to buy, I'm talking about lettuce and generic lettuce and stuff. Yeah. Although no, no, really, if, if you're no, buying. No rabbit's choice for you today. <laughs> no, if you're buying lettuce in bags and you're not being that frugal because even that's more expensive. But I'm just saying every purchase was saying, marked. Just pick with, it out of the ground. <laughs> right. Uh, just like Scarlett O'Hara was marked with trying to get the best thing. Whereas now I will grab those Viva paper towels because I've earned them. Yeah. Um, but I totally do know that thing where you are doing that math in the store. Right. Even if I'm not being uh, frugal, shall we say, there are times when, I'll, like, if I'm going to buy a giant box of kitty litter or something like that, and how are you supposed to tell? I mean, I don't care if I get the 28-pound or the 40-pound one, but I, I'm not going to pick the one that's more expensive if I'm getting a giant right. one anyway. So, for me, I got an app on my phone where it does unit pricing. What is that app? Um, is that convert bot or whatever? Well, I'm on Android, so you can all start snickering at me right now. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> Android. You, Wait, your cat will let you change litter? <laughs> you can't change litter on a cat. If you change litter on my cat, it, it, it will not poop in the thing. My cats don't care. Really? Yeah. You have finicky cats? I have cats, yes. <laughs> all cats are finicky. No, my cats are easy. Can going. you change their food? Um... Yeah, they, they don't care. They'll eat anything. Your cats are like dogs. Yeah. Wow, just you. It's just me. Are you sure they're not dogs? <laughs> just me. His cat... Can I tell this story? Do you know the one I'm going to tell? 
It involves vomit. <laughs> it's about the first time your cat got drunk. <laughs> the app is called Unit Price Compare for Android. I'm sure there's a similar thing for iPhone. Android? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter? Were they out of Windows phones? <laughs> one of his cats throws up and the other one runs and eats it. Yep. It's like a jailbreak. He's, he hears the one gag and he's like, begitty, 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 takes off. Goes start. This noise. He's like, free dinner. <laughs> cat barf. Thank cat you. barf is yep. good, though. I've had worse. (laughs) Well, it depends what kind of food you've been feeding them. Exactly. That's why I never Just me or every cat. (laughs) The other cat barfs, you run to eat it. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so that one, this is for you, Greg. That one, the the Danny Deegan one about prices, that's everyone. See, now we verdict. Thanks, Allison. Val Perkins says, try to straighten crooked pictures discreetly when I'm at other people's houses. Just me or everyone. No, I don't do that in other people's houses. Mm, Just you, yeah. Anyone? I feel like I might have done that downstairs when we were down for the... Really? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I want to say I'm not the type of person, but then I have a memory of doing it. So I guess I am. Okay. All right. It's everyone and it's also just you. Yeah. Just, yeah that seems a little controlly to me. That's a little OCD. I think, a little OCD. I think it's yeah. just it bothers you if a picture's crooked and you want to... Maybe in a bathroom think, I'm more inclined to do it too. I think you think you're doing them a favor, which you actually probably are. I think... No, I just think maybe, but for me it would just be like... It's, just driving me crazy that that picture's crooked and I'm going to fix it. Boundaries, people. Boundaries. Yeah, if, a, if, a stri- if somebody you didn't know super well straightened a picture in your house, I think you'd be pissed, actually. But maybe yeah. you wouldn't It's notice. almost their way of saying, like, you, you suck at keeping your house nice. But if, you've no- if you know that your picture's crooked... <laughs> Why didn't you fix it then? Now, and and you're pissed that they straightened it, then that means that you intentionally kept it crooked and that means you're a psychopath. Now, what if you invite somebody into your house and they <laughs> offer to decorate it for you? <laughs> And hang pictures. I think that's thoughtful and that nice. That is thoughtful. Mm-hmm. B. Slammon says, Ever notice how if something is stuck in your teeth, your tongue, finger, and brain cannot agree on its exact location? I think that's everyone. Yes. That just happened yeah. to me driving over, actually. How did it turn out? <laughs> uh, it may still be in there. Oh. There you go. This one is in real Because they time. can't decide whether, whether we got it or not. <laughs> yeah, isn't it crazy you can do a bunch of exploring with your tongue and you stick your finger in there and it's and it's like... This is totally different than I yeah. pictured it. Yeah. Can I chime in on this? Have yes. any of you gentlemen or Allison ever tried to like cut your nose hairs? Yeah. You can only cut one side of them, and your brain can't figure out how to turn the scissors over to cut the other one. Do you know what I'm talking about? Because you're in a about? mirror? Yeah, because you're in a mirror. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, you can go doink, but then if you do that, you cannot cut you gotta the get the. You got to get the electric nose hair clippers. The, well, the it scissors, hurts, right? Or no, two mirrors. No. <laughs> <laughs> it'll it'll hurt if the battery's dying and it's going slow. Or a nose then steward. Then it'll hurt. But if it's full, or if fully you powered, just, you're fine. Or you can just wait till you feel them poking out and then just uh, pluck them. I mean, oh, way, way simpler. Then that makes you sneeze, though. That's not And you can get infections. You can get... Really? Just, yeah. You are a font of knowledge of all the things Pshaw. that can go wrong with your body. I don't know why that is. Maybe because my mom worked in a hospital and she would always be like, don't pluck your nose hairs, you get an infection. And I was like, whatever, mom. And then I'd pluck my nose hairs and then it would get infected. <laughs> this is how you've had an infected yeah, nose. Yeah, it fucking hurts Follicle. so bad. Uh-huh. A nausicle. Yeah. Um, so now I have one of those things that you, you powered on and it's like a round uh, little clipper and you just go and just get all the hairs out of your nose. But did she say it could get infected and lead to something terrible? Because my dad... It's like an... It's like... Speaking well, nothing of, terrible. It's okay. like having a, it's like having a zit inside your nose. It's, this is really gross. Worst That's the case worst. scenarios. Yeah, it sucks. It hurts. My dad always said, "Don't ever pick at a zit that is in between your like from the top of your nose 
to the corners of your mouth. He would like call it the Bermuda Triangle of your face. From the Don't, top of wait, yeah, your the, nose and the area above your lip. It's like zit central, by the way. Yeah. He said, "Don't ever pick at a zit there because you could get an infection and it could go straight to your brain or what? something." He's a doctor, though, so I'm sure it's happened to one human being or something. I've never heard I'm gonna that. Have to, I'm going to have to ask. I Wait, never so, have either, so that's how uncommon it is. So if you pick a zit and it gets infected, it, it it'll go right to your brain. I don't know what that means. Go he, to your brain. Is he a podiatrist? <laughs> what kind of a doctor is he's he? He's got a PhD in philosophy. No, yeah. he's a general pr- practitioner, what but he's the, retired. What about the Bermuda Triangle in your pants? <laughs> yeah. Should you leave stuff that's alone fine. down there? Yeah. You know that's the okay. nose hair, the rotating thing? This is a just me or everyone. Um... Do you ever think about putting it in your butt? <laughs> no. No. That okay. would... Uh, <laughs> that is the perfect just me or because everyone. I've like looked at that thing before. I don't know what I've been like. I feel like if I bought that thing, one time I might put it in my butt. Would just that be see. to trim hairs in there? Just to yeah, see yeah, yeah. Felt. Just to see... No, no, no. Just like to I see if you like get I... all your butt hair off all at the same time. Well, I hope that would be the last usage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Throw it out and buy another one. Or, or at the very least... it. It would shift functions at that point. Honestly, if you invented a thing that would easily let you cut butt hair, that would probably make a lot of money. Right. Anyway, just me. Allison? Just you. Um, Moving on. I mean, except that by moving on, it suggests that I've looked at a nose hair trimmer and thought of putting it in my butt, which I never have. (laughs) Just you. But I feel like it's probably not just you. No, it's it's not not me. me. But it's also you. Okay. Ken L. says, speaking of hair, just me or everyone, I've never seen a super hairy person with tattoos. It's interesting. <laughs> you don't see it that often. <laughs> Who doesn't see it that often? You see it I often? Feel like oh, I've God, it. yeah. Do tattoos affect the way that the hair grows where the tattoo is? I don't know. I don't think so. Does anybody at this table have a tattoo? I don't. If I got a tattoo, then I couldn't be Daniel? buried. Yeah, I do. You have a tattoo? Oh, you don't want to talk about it. No, don't you don't want to talk, talk about it. He's got tattoo again. shame. What? Yeah, because then it's always like, show it to us. Let me right. guess. Tweety Bird or keep on trucking? No. I have a friend who has Tweety Bird. Is that yeah. a common bad tattoo? Yeah. No, I, it's not. Tweety it's really Bird. obscure. I've seen t- uh, tattoo parlors. <laughs> Do you have that? <laughs> no, I don't. I have no tats, but it's very I've common. I've seen tattoo parlors where they have a sign that says no Tweety Birds. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's the stairway to heaven of tats. Wait, wait, so why do people get... Sushi what, what is it about Tweety Bird? Is there some like no code? Does it mean something like Hell's Angels? White power. <laughs> yeah. In case you guys aren't in the room with us, Daniel actually just shot me a look that literally said, even in the personal open forum of this show, do not ask me about the tattoo. <laughs> I believe it was real. I, you know, it's one of those things. I got the tattoo the, like, the minute I turned 18. It's not, even a, it's not a bad tattoo. I kind of like it. I think that there's like a lot of... Uh, Come on, drop your pants. Let's see it. No, it was like one of those things where like I got the tattoo and I was like, yeah, I got a tattoo. So awesome. And then I went to college and like um, then there was like one girl who was like, Ew, stupid tattoo. And from then on, it was like, man, I fucked up. <laughs> but then I just Just because that it. one girl said that? Whoa. Sorry. I had to talk to Wendy. She jumped <laughs> Dustin, tattoo? No tattoos. Wow. So, just to clarify, that no was not directed at Allison. <laughs> 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 that was uh, Wendy. She was jumping on me. Now she's jumping on me. Allison, no tats? I don't have any Did now. you ever consider getting tats? Did you ever have a night where you were like, let's go get some tats? No, no, I never did. The only time that I have thought of it... um, Honestly, to get super serious, when I was mourning the death of a friend, I thought of it. And then when I was mourning the death of my dog, I thought of it. Like, just as a way to memorialize or commemorate. But I didn't do it. And I remember a long time ago thinking, this is going to sound super cheesy, but like, I'm actually glad I didn't do that because the pain can heal. But that, that tattoo would have been forever. 
Whoa. Will you say that again, please, but super slow and into the mic. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. can heal, but that tattoo would have been forever. Does the pain really heal? No, that's the thing. Not really. Um, I like tattoos, though. Yeah. I mean, I I don't... I would get another. I just... For me, it's more about what you get, and I... Mine wasn't. I didn't think it through completely. I, I mean, I, it's all right. I, I'm okay with it. You but don't want to say. You really won't say uh, what it is because people are just dying. It's a know. Led Zeppelin tattoo. Oh, oh, is it four sticks? What is it? No, it's here. I'll show it to you. It says "Bust a Move." Dun, 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 dun. Oh, come on! Oh, that's cool. It's not bad. We all it's saw Song Remains the same. What's up? Yeah. that's right. It's classic. Wow. I really, I like it. Were your parents pissed? Um, weirdly, weirdly. So my mom, who's the artist and super, you know, uh, kind of I beat Nikki. She was more pissed than my dad, who's the lawyer. My dad was cool with it. Yeah, I, I don't know. She was just like, my little boy got a tattoo. <laughs> um, yeah. I used to date this girl, and like the first time I ever saw her, mostly nude. She had a like a tramp stamp mm-hmm. that was in like Chinese or whatever language they are. And as a joke, I was like, Tramp Stamp? What Chili pepper song is that? <laughs> and she goes, it means sleep with angels. It's for my dead sister. And I was like, Ooh. oh, boy. That's why that story started <laughs> yeah. mostly naked. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't go further. <laughs> right. So it turns ne- out, never to go to completion. So I'm also sorry about that. Did you yeah. ever consider getting a tattoo? You know, I like always wanted that. What I always wanted to do was to get a tattoo of a mole on my arm. <laughs> So that when people said, you have a tattoo, I could just show them a, a black dot on mm. my arm. But no, I you never should, really did. You should do a stomach tattoo that says California asshole on it. Like, <laughs> like, like, a, oh, yeah. <laughs> like thug life. No, I never thought about it, actually. They just seem like they hurt. And also, like you'll, I don't know anybody that doesn't regret 90% of their tattoos. Yeah. I could just never settle on what it is. that I, like, I actually think they look good. I just can't figure out what I would want. Yeah, yeah, you. The, yeah. you of all people, you, never, you would right. resonate. I would exactly. Yeah, my you'd, my you'd original resonate the shit out of that. My <laughs> original idea for a tattoo was to just on my arm have I heart and then a dotted line, and then you could just fill things in with a sharpie as like, your case. Like hello, oh, you like hello, my name is yeah, and you could like have a girl say like yeah go ahead write your name on it right so wait you don't have any either jeff no because then i can't get buried in the jewish cemetery mm. i would think i would Is also that right? think I you would have one yeah you can't get buried you know in how you jewish get around cemetery. that dude you tattoo like 15 numbers on the inside of your right arm and they'll <laughs> nice, still bury you nice in a jewish tat. cemetery no, it's kind of a rough one and you look a little young but if you do it they'll still bury you that's all i'm saying so if you want one nine oh seven two six five three on your inner arm they'll still bury you it's a loophole they created it in the forties. Yeah, how do they get around that loophole? That's like, that was actually a big controversy. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, no, but can't you have go to a, a a a mortuary or whatever where they could just like take it off? You can go to Doctor oh, Tatoff. Oh what? What? Well, no, a they could mortuary? just carve it out. You're dead. Who cares? Like they could just carve it whoa, off, and now you don't have whoa, a tat. Whoa! 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 Post mortem tat removal. Ooh. One of the better Slayer songs Listen, of the last decade. It's all about finding the loopholes, you know, when you're studying Torah. So right. it's funny that that took it to a whole new level. Let's sit Shiva for that joke. Speaking mm-hmm. of Doctor Tadoff, we know him. Oh, that's, that's right, we do. Yeah, we do. I mean, I he's not the doctor of Doctor Tadoff. It was his, but it was his yeah, business. Yeah, his business. Okay, I'm glad that I decided to share that in the mic since that really was just something that it was interesting to Daniel and me and it is probably <laughs> was that a hint probably obnoxious we know Dr. Tadoff oh right that was <clears throat> wank wank if you want that to come off are you going to Vegas call Dr. Tadoff yeah you were supposed to ask me if I'm Jewish oh are you Jewish no but I like to keep my options open oh <laughs> wow thank you <laughs> worth it 
The funny thing is that I was actually thinking, but you aren't Jewish. But right. that's what, yeah. But then I got so waylaid with all the other. You know why? Off color talk, why? Because I just like to keep my options open. <laughs> better the second it's time. It's getting better. It's really- Thank you. But you're not Jewish. Well, but I like to keep my options open. Is this, wait, is this Jeff's comedy corner? Rule of three. With Rule of three. Ks? Woo, woo, woo. Okay. JJ Mangus says. I have to wet my hands before soaping them, and I must wet my toothbrush before brushing. Mm-hmm. Hashtag just me or everyone. Yes, I That's feel the me. same. The idea of pumping liquid soap into my dry hands makes me want to barf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. I'm, I do it for toothbrush, but not hands. Which one? You wet it first? I wet the toothbrush, but not my hands necessarily. Really? Yeah. You'll, put, you'll go soap and then water or yeah. soap lather water? Because imagine lathering without water. <laughs> no, nobody yeah. does that. You wouldn't, you're an animal. Yeah, no. I'm not crazy. Okay. Good. The tooth, everybody at this table wets their toothbrush first, right? Yep. No. <gasps> what? DG, what? Really? I got. Hold on you put a, a dry toothbrush in your mouth? No, it's got toothpaste on it. He puts Wait, it, but it's dry. The, my mouth is full of wetness. Oh, that's a drop right there. You have to grab that, please. <laughs> Wait. We're talking about wetting the toothbrush. Everybody wets right, the toothbrush. Except you, for Dustin. You put toothpaste on the toothbrush, you run that under water, then it goes into your mouth. No, I he, just no water. There's in. no water, apparently. When does water happen? Or does it not? Do you what? rinse after? There's saliva. Yeah, there's saliva. There's also the, I mean, there's no problem. And you get the full rich lather. Yeah, without the water paste lathers up i don't want it like lathering like all like you don't want foaming the back yeah i don't need i don't need to foam at the mouth it just needs to cover the teeth that's what it does i i respect your uh your seriousness and your role as contrarian on this one yeah, i just it's uh i i Are can i can truth? assure you it's unnecessary <laughs> but has, to have, has effectively no one ever... clean your teeth you're talking you're talking to the three time winner of the fancy gums competition. Yeah, like do not argue with this guy so, right. this. And yet he had a water bed as a child. <laughs> so t- he knows where to have the water. You're I talking guess. about an award winning set I, of teeth. Know, I, I, I shit you not, every dentist that I go to, even the ones that are like you're not taking proper care of your teeth, they're like, You've got a fine set of teeth. So it's nice. like it's But you're working. not taking care of them? It's working fine. Okay. I mean, I, I, I can see the logic in it. I think I like the influx of just a little more water into the mouth with the wet toothbrush. It's a little dense. But, I just uh, feel like I need to break it up a bit or something. Yeah, the yeah. toothpaste is super gummy in your mouth if you just Maybe use you're your... using the wrong toothpaste, guys. Wow. Interesting. Okay. That is like I a feel really like, interesting one. I feel like this is related to coffee. Maybe you pee. have dry mouths. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think there's some chemical reaction in this. That's related Maybe. To, so to any scientists out there, pee. let us know. Right. Is there a relationship between coffee pee and the need to have water on your toothbrush? Now, what I was going to say I feel like there's I, probably not studies on that. I think a d- dry toothbrush can be a little abrasive in your mouth, but I know what you're going to say, Dustin. You're going to say your mouth is wet. Yeah. <laughs> I called it and I was right. Okay. Or maybe you're putting too much pressure on the brush. I might be doing that. All right, JJ, it's it's <laughs> just tell everyone. the brush it's okay. Do whatever you need to do. <laughs> if it's clean, it's clean. If it's not, that's then it'll okay. Then we get pregnant. Yeah, release the pressure. Um, okay, JJ, it's everyone, but it's not Dustin. Stacy Richardson says, "Love when people live tweet, but get irritated when it's the East Coast feed and it's three hours too early." Well, I don't even love yeah. when they live tweet. <laughs> I, I had Game of Thrones uh, spoilers spoiled by yeah. You know, do you have another... Um, so Wendy is just being very uh, very boisterous right now. Do you have another treat to give her? Yes. Okay. 
maybe that'll work um yeah so that's um that's just you the rest of us are annoyed with live tweeting or maybe i just i am no i am as well yeah i am uh, you just gotta you know you, you just have to avoid if you want to watch something on the west coast that aired you, you just gotta avoid twitter for three hours Val Perkins says, feel like if I don't address a person's name before speaking, they will reply with what every time. Just mirror everyone. Hashtag thinking too loud to hear. Yes, I I feel like this is more than a just mirror everyone. I feel like this might be a neurosis. And I say that uh, as someone who has this as well. I I feel like if I, let's say, see someone that I haven't like run into someone uh, who's a little bit far away at a store, let's say, or at a party or something, and be and I feel like I can't say, "Hey, how have you been, Daniel?" Because all they'll hear is Daniel. Like they won't hear any of the words that mm. came before their name because they didn't know you were talking to them, and they won't know to turn and pay attention. So I feel like I have to always start with the person's name, which is super awkward. But the truth is, I sus- and I am sure that actually someone, some kind of per- expert, would know. I think that your ears are kind of always scanning the environment and almost have like a 10 second delay. So you do hear the whole sentence that included your name. It's never like you just heard the part, the name part. Mm. Do you, are you guys relating yeah, to this at all? No. That's so interesting because I, I don't like, I, that part of it is not interesting to me. What's interesting to me is people's need to say your name. A lot of times, like this is totally a Greg hang up, but a lot of times... Greg, hang up. Hashtag. A lot of times when people say my name that I haven't seen for a while, I feel like they're being self-righteous about knowing my name. Oh, maybe. Do you ever have that sensation where people are like, nice to see you, Greg. And if you can't remember their name, they're actually saying, I remembered your name and you don't remember mine before you've even been given a chance. Mm. Greg, it's a known phenomenon. Nice. That most people like hearing their name. It's like a sales technique that you're yeah. supposed to say people's names because most people. But the more a person says my name, the more I think they're a salesman. Sell, yes. So it's like a fine line. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There's this dude who used to work at the building that I used to work at who like worked in the parking lot or whatever. Um, and every time I saw him, he'd be like, what's up, Greg? How you doing, Greg? And, and I actually could not remember his name. But I felt like every time he said my name, he was saying fucking suit. You know, yeah. I know your name. You don't mind, Greg. What's was my a, name? What's my name? And it always really bummed me out. There was a guy at work who was would always every day I'd see him and he'd always say my name. And for a while, I th- it was like that thing where you, I know I know what his name is, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Right. So I'm not going to say his name out of fear of being wrong. And then finally, after him doing this for so long, I just went to somebody to get confirmation. And then when. Um, Wendy's going crazy and then one day I just said his name really emphatically and loud just to let him know I knew his name because but by then I'm sure he thought I was a jerk for not knowing yeah I, I screwed the pooch on this this weekend I I did it I did the move trying to show someone that I knew their name and that I remembered them and that I was being friendly and uh I was at a dinner party and I walked in and I said oh hi blah blah, blah. I said hi Vince it's good to see you again his name wasn't Vince what see, was it? see what happens close? I've, no, no, it was not even close. It was Maybe that's better. It was like Jason or something. <laughs> that's that's but, like and, a related just me or everyone is that I want to show that I like you know as a friendly gesture that I remember someone's name and I feel like nine times out of ten the name I'm thinking of is right but I'm, it's like I just. I, like have an abject fear that it's the one out yeah. of those yes. 10 times and then like there's just nothing worse it gets like it's 10 times worse to get the name wrong than it is like 
nice and reassuring right. to get it right. Yeah, so, I, 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 so then I constantly avoid it, even for people where like I, I did mostly know their name or the name I thought their name turned out to be right, and I just and then and then I feel like they're thinking this dude doesn't know who I am. Yeah, yeah, I but totally, I kind of did. I totally overplayed my hand. He was a very nice guy, and he was very nice about it. And he actually asked me later. He said, what, "What's your name?" Because I think he thought I was saying <laughs> I'm I'm Vince oh, because good. I was so far off. You had to be Vince but, that night. But I didn't even... I know what Dustin's talking about. And I didn't do the... I, I'm pretty sure this is guy's name. Like, I looked it up in the text that invited me to the thing. And I and I remember going, Vince. And then, he, and then he just gave me this weird look. And then later I found out his name was not close to Vince. And I was just thinking, where did I get Vince from? But like, I'd looked it up. I'd done my research. The thing it's, is, if someone calls me by the wrong name, it doesn't bother me. Really? I don't know why. Yeah, uh, I don't really. care about it either. I don't, actually. Care. I don't care. I'm never like, I just, how dare you not know my name? It's such yeah. a deep neurosis. It's like, so I'll, I'll like avoid saying the name, but then it, like, I have that too. but then it bugs totally. me and I'll do like, I'll like, I'll check and see if it was on an email or I'll like, I'll like follow them and see if someone says the name so that later during the party I can, bre- I can mm-hmm. like have the confirmed name and I can break in. You with finally it. get it at the end. You follow them out into the parking lot. Hey, 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 Vince. Yeah. Right. No, I have this. That hey, Vince, same, see you next time. Yeah. That thing too. <laughs> I can know their name for sure, and yeah. first and last, and then doubt myself. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah that's what I usually do. I don't know why. We all need Google Glass, and then Is it would show up in our periphery. A function of all of us having too many names in our circle because of uh, social media, or back in the day, did everyone have this name problem as well? I think it's always existed. there were fewer people. Yeah back in the day in the so there were fewer people to know right but i would actually agree with daniel i think too much importance is placed on knowing somebody's name yeah i really i think it's fine to go up to somebody and be like i can't remember your name i don't think that means you're a bad person oh yeah no if you own it it's yeah. fine but it's I, I think it's in people's head that it's a friendly thing to do and i remember people plenty i just don't remember the names and i think mm. in terms of being insulted that's that's a way bigger compliment that I remember you and I remember that we've met and I remember that right, we right. talked about blah blah blah. But right. I also think right. people react super differently to it. Like you're saying that it's like you feel uh, like you're being manipulated when people are using your I name do, yeah. and you're not into it. But like a lot of people are into it, and also the same thing. Like because I sometimes will just do the like, oh hey, I know we met, but I forget your name, and you'll get radically different reactions to that too. Some people are just ah, that's cool, I'm you know whatever, and some people will kind of instantly give you the. Yeah. You know, the like we've met or, you know, like either. So like sometimes you'll just get the full cold shoulder and sometimes you'll get the full on like we've met like three different times. Mm. And That's like, the worst is when uh, you. OK, I, I will take offense at that <laughs> when you've met someone several times and then they're like, hi, nice to meet you. And you're like, Fuck you. Yeah. Everyone oh, knows. nice to meet you. Yeah. That one sucks. No one. likes. Yeah. That. That one's no good. But then you hear about people like Tom Cruise and you'll hear stories about how like, oh, the assistant to the assistant editor's wife came on set one day and then she came on at the end of the show and, you know, he came up and shook hands and remembered her name and remembered details about it. And you're like, made her feel amazing. And uh, part of that's because he's Tom Cruise. But, you know, it does make people feel good to remember that shit. Mm-hmm. I just don't ever. When you guys think of the name Tom Cruise, do you ever think of a bunch of turkeys on a boat? Just Every time. Everyone. No. <laughs> Was it the turkeys on a boat movie that makes us think no, that? No, it's a Tom Cruise. A Tom is a male turkey. <laughs> yeah. and every time oh, they, right, people right. say his name, I just imagine like 500 turkeys on a giant boat. Just you. Uh, just me? Okay, but cool. Is that why he chose that name? But well, now everyone. It's a yeah. Tom Cruise. I love that. There's tons of turkeys on the boat. All right. What happened? Oh, I have, I have one I that's that. similarly um, kind of Cheesy. silly. Uh, when it, for the longest time, whenever I would be in the grocery store in the frozen vegetable section and I would see broccoli spears, 
<laughs> I would yes. imagine a Britney Spears impersonator who was dressed like Britney Spears what was in a broccoli costume named Broccoli Spears. And I'm even saying it like a name. It's actually Broccoli Spears is the food item. But I would imagine bro- Broccoli Spears. Did she perform with Christina Arugula? <laughs> Wait, she could. There aren't Spears. Broccoli doesn't come in Spears. Yeah, Broccoli Spears. No, it'll say Broccoli Spears. And really? it, they'll, yeah, they'll be like kind of big stalks of, of broccoli. Okay, oh, I'm so into Broccoli Spears. Is like my favorite singer in the world <laughs> yes. right now. And I would, I would just begin laughing. And it still makes me laugh. I wonder, they must have Broccoli Spears out here. There's Broccoli, I used to buy a lot of frozen broccoli. There's Broccoli Florets. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. I like, was going to say, I thought it's Florets. Florets. Broccoli Florets, chopped broccoli, and Broccoli Spears. And Broccolini. Yes. And broccoli Rob. But Spears is right. different than Florets, you're saying? Yes, the Florets is what you want. Broccoli spears, spears is from the south. That's what Spears, you pour it into your bowl and then you microwave it, let's say, however <laughs> you're going to prepare it. And you're like, I need to further cut these up because you spear a spear on your fork and it's like too big to So you're to saying bite. it's just the stock that's been like shaved into... Kind of, yeah. A, like a weapon. A stick. Like the worst part of the broccoli. With the floret attached. That sounds terrible. Mm. No, it's not bad. Mm. But it's just not what you want. You want the florets. Right. All right. And... Second to finally, Bruised by Dawn says, the most walking I do in the office is from my desk to the microwave to reheat my coffee. Who's Dawn? Dawn's a fan bruised of... By no, 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 bruised by Dawn? No, 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 bruised. Bruised by Dawn, like beer. Oh, beer, beer. okay. <laughs> bruised by Dawn. <laughs> yeah, that's a different... Let's talk about Dawn. Forget about your other question. <laughs> Who is this dude you're married to? No, this is I was thinking Dawn like break of day. I thought it was very poetic. Oh, like, yeah. Like... You know, oh, just me like or that. everyone. Does Bru- Dawn ever beat the crap out of you? <laughs> Have bruise at dawn. <laughs> Bruised be the dawn that waketh right. me from my. Oh no, I thought it was that's like by my dad's em- favorite embrace. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I just thought it was more like a lifestyle. Like I have bruise at dawn. <laughs> okay, what was the question about does, the woman? Does Dawn only punch me when I deserve it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the most walking he does in the office is from his desk to the microwave to reheat his coffee. That is not me. I pretty much never put coffee in the microwave. I think we canvassed this. Yeah. How do you know Don is... A, so Don is a guy. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's his bruise. B-R-E-W-S by D-O-N. Yes. Not D-A-W-N. No. D-O-N. What was the question? The most walking I do in the office is from my desk to the microwave to reheat my coffee. I think that's probably a lot of people, but it's not me. I don't. I think the more interesting question was clearly like, do you think "Bruised by Dawn" is is about domestic violence or something right. else? I also and sometimes that's a have real to walk, split vote here. I have to walk down to the police station to get a restraining order because Dawn will not stop beating the crap out of me. Other than that, it's just back and forth to the microwave. Just me or everyone. Oh, this episode is so funny, but I feel like we are gonna need to apologize to so many different people. Well, I think it's um, Don has a lot of apologizing to do, really. He's the one who's just like, come here, honey. You know the name. And finally, Tim <laughs> Borbley. Like, we like produced by Don. We do. We're not making fun of him. We're making Right. Sorry, you guys. I'm new here. Violence. I don't know how to stay That's positive right. the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got, like, I got six we're, in the hole We're making here. fun of Greg's misinterpretation right, 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 right. of yeah. him. It has nothing to do with you, person who's beat up by Don. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, Tim Borbley says... I'm reluctant. <laughs> what? What? Tim Borbley. Hmm. I'm reluctant to use little samples for fancy, expensive skincare products as I'm afraid I'll like them too much. I, that's not the reason that I am reluctant to use samples. I'm reluctant to use samples because you can't, first of all, you can't seal them back up usually. And so I like to save them for when I really need 
whatever it is. Like I like shampoo and conditioner samples. I I think I'll take those on a trip or something. Because look how perfectly packaged they and are. And then when you get to where you're going, they have more samples. <coughs> Sometimes that does happen. And then when you get where you're going, you don't know what your hair is going to look like. Based on the weather? No, because you're using some rando shampoo you're right. that you've never used. You're right. I've totally done that. The best is when the hair person gives you two of the same. And then you have a trial run and mm. then you're, you're set. All right. So that I, is not I just actually you. have a supplemental Just Me or Everyone. Ooh. Let's hear it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> no, I, that hesita- the hesitation. I get, yeah, I sorry. That look, My like, hesitation was this episode is insanely long, so I'm just trying to bring it to a close. But let's hear it. No, let's bring it to a close. I think okay. that we should... Move on? Yes. <laughs> Save it for next time. Whoa. Don't... Bert- <laughs> yeah. What's that expression? Like, uh, pointed on my own petard or whatever? Hoist on your own Hoisted, petard. Hoisted, yeah. That's right. Did you know the petard is from the Latin petare, which I think means to fart? I know I looked this up at one point. I might be messing it up, but I know farts in there anyway. Oh, my goodness. After a long episode like this, I sure am hungry, but the last thing I want to do if I want to cook a delicious meal is go to the grocery store and have to, let's say I have some recipe and it's like I've got to buy all the ingredients and I, I might buy too many broccoli spears, for example, too many spices, what are you going to do with the leftovers, do? et cetera. You get Blue Apron. Yes. They take the hard work out of it. They do it all sure for do. you because they send you, shipped right to your door, all the things you need to make a delicious meal, perfectly proportioned, and they send a recipe card with it that has whatever this delicious Colorful meal is. Colorful photos, easy That's to right. follow they instructions. Make, even an idiot can make it. Uh, Daniel has made it, and I'm not suggesting he's an idiot. I'm just saying. I, I am. It's all right. I feel like it came out wrong. It's all right. I'm an idiot. In I the mean, kitchen, not the meal. The meal I came out perfect. It. I'm feeling. I feel like what I'm saying about you came out wrong. We'll talk later. For less than $10 a meal, Blue Apron sends you fresh ingredients, perfectly proportioned, making cooking healthy meals really easy and fun. No trips to the grocery store and no waste from unused ingredients. Plus, you'll learn to cook with specialty ingredients that are normally hard to find. They work around your schedule and dietary preferences. And Blue Apron's experts source only the best seasonal ingredients for incredible meals like almond-crusted cod with blistered snap pea salad sweet and sour radish and bok choy stir fry with peanuts and pink rice spring casserole egg noodles fennel spinach orange zest pine nuts raisins they're all so good and they're so good for you check out this week's menu and get your first two meals free by going to blueapron.com slash allison my treat really the first two meals are on me when you go to blueapron.com slash allison okay this has been a crazy long but delightful marathon show. I want to thank everyone for being on the show. We have a ringtone available. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Get that by searching Hey, Go Fuck Yourself on your iPhone in the iTunes store. We have two special bonus episodes available recorded live at the LA Podcast Festival. First one with Doug Benson and Greg Proops. The next one with Doug Benson, musician Matt Costa, and the former Thursday Gang. And those are $1.99 in the comedy album section of the iTunes store. You can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. Follow me on Instagram also at Allison Rosen. And go to my Facebook page where I post a lot of uh, post-show videos. And that's Facebook.com slash The Allison Rosen. That's the public Facebook page. And... Jeff, where should we go for you? I'm Colonel Jeff Fox on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And I've been posting a lot of dick pics on Instagram. So check them out.
All right. That's right, fellas. Daniel. (laughs) Uh, Follow me at Daniel Quantz, Q-U-A-N-T-Z, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. Who knows? Oh, that's right. You know, something may happen. It could. Uh, Greg, plug whatever you want and tell us where to find you, if there's anywhere. Uh, I have a TV show that's going to be on TV in like two months. Um, You can't tell us what it is, right? I probably shouldn't talk about it yet, but watch that. (laughs) Uh, um, Go, Go watch episodes three and five of House of Cards. House of Cards. The show is called, can I spoil it? It's called Ho or Not a Ho. <laughs> um, a reality on, game show. I'm on Twitter at Dong Attack. <laughs> True story. And Dustin, where should we go for you? Nowhere. All right. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for being on the show. You guys in the room. Listeners, I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? Good time, but now we gotta go.